That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now entering Nerdist.com. A very funny guy, Todd Glass. Conan O'Brien. The entertainer's entertainer, Todd Glass, everyone. Comedy Central presents Todd Glass. Oh my God, it's fun already. It is fun. Who hosted it? Beautiful Strip, high atop Black Horse Motors. It's the Todd Glass Show. I made you a special intro. Tom Wilson is here tonight. I made this for you. It's nice. So get ready for the show. We're bringing Tom. Tom Wilson is here. I appreciate that, Tom. We've got Tom Wilson. Sounds great. Oh, fade that out. That was hot in the in my earphones. Was All that, that effort for me? You know what? I'm so good. Bobby Miyamoto is uh, is uh, what do you call it? This position here is the uh, side uh, co-piloting. Co-piloting. I like that. His co-piloting. And um, to this week, it's always different people. Of course, Daniel Kino is here a lot. Bobby Miyamoto. I think I'm going to work you into the uh, to the to the mix. All right. But I like that you appreciated that I took the time to do that. Last week, we played that for Rory, and he was like, oh, just keep saying Tom Wilson over and over again. I said, well, you got to just appreciate it that we did that, right? Yeah, a lot of effort was put into that just for me. <laughs> what if and you were that stupid? You really thought it was an honor. You're like, yeah. no, I mean, it's not my name, but you know, you still put a lot of time into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. A couple of tweaks, it would have been really great. And Katie, God, my mics. It's every week, but I have to just, is this mine right here? Yeah. Okay, hold on. Two, three. One, two. No, that's not doing anything. You're number one. Oh, I am number one. Number one. Wait, I am pushing it in number one. Oh, apparently I'm. Oh, you're number. I don't know what you are. What am I, number three? Possibly. Two. Oh, yeah, there I go. Oh, there we. Oh. Uh, Oh. Oh, I really like it. Hello? I like it. Welcome, everybody. I ruined yours, Chris. Yeah, mine's hot. You know, some people say, 
why don't you do this before the show starts? We did. Some people say that, but I don't say it. I don't say it. I go, you know what? Somehow you, you, you just, you, you have to officially start the show to get it right. But welcome everybody. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're having a nice day or night or wherever you are. Are you enjoying life? How about if people start, remember I said people should have grilled cheese sandwiches Yes. And set the table nice, light candles, have grilled cheese and tomato soup. So, I mean, deck that table out like you're at the president's uh, White House dinner or whatever you call it. And then send us pictures and we'll put them on the uh, Facebook. Yeah, definitely. If yeah. you guys send us any artwork, pictures, we'll put it on the Facebook, facebook.com yeah. slash Todd Glass Show. Yeah, you dressed up. Maybe you wear a tuxedo or a suit or a jacket or maybe you're wearing shorts and flip-flops and a T-shirt, but the table's set nice. Whatever you do... To give, and it's not about grilled cheese sandwiches. I actually heard you do that bit at Largo the other night, and mm-hmm. I got the craving for a grilled cheese sandwich. So I had one yesterday, and I, you know what I did? I put an egg in there too. You know what? I'm I'm gonna. I think that's okay to do that. I'm gonna let. I'm gonna say it's it's not a. You know, as long as it's the grilled cheese sandwich. If someone goes up, put a hamburger in there. Wow, come on. Um, but, but, uh, an egg is all right, but, um, basically the thing is to set the table nice, sit down and and then send us a picture of it and we'll put it up. That wasn't part of our agenda today. That was just a last minute idea. This show is great. Um, I'm going to be at the, uh, Acme comedy club. You ever been there? Oh, Bobby, you've been I've there been with there. me. How you doing, Bobby? I'm doing great. Lewis Lee. Lewis Lee, the best club in the world, or at least one of the best clubs in the world. It's a great club. You're, uh, you're always talking about the, the little cubby hole. I, yeah, yes. Yeah, I love everything there. But uh, so at, the, uh, at November 15th, <laughs> November 15th through the 20th, um, no, November 15th through the 19th, I'll be at the Acme Comedy Club in Minneapolis. And it really is, my whole week there is great. I see people I know. I have a black friend that lives there. He's fun. Oh, yes. No, I, he, he always says on the phone, his name is Jared. He always goes, the first, we, I met him and his uh, wife after the show and then we changed numbers and then like six months later he goes I'm the black person I'm like you, you, I know your name you don't have to although you know that's fine um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here um, so there's that uh, you know what I got two reviews I want to get where's my phone is my phone around here it's, I don't know I thought I had my phone hold on where'd it go oh there it is so somebody wrote let me let me go to it everything's fine as you always know, sometimes I get a little ramped up. Just that you're getting a review means I think that's good, right? Well, no, yeah, I don't want to overthink this. That's why I want to just read it and sort of say the way I feel. It's okay. Good reviews are okay. I've got, I got to a place. I think I said it last week. I get it. Some people write nice things. People don't. That's not the point. Hold on one second. Well, we like getting reviews too because if you rate us and review us on uh, iTunes, that's how you get on like the new and noteworthy and oh, what's hot. Well, I always tell pages. people, yeah, if you are enjoying the show, uh, positive reviews are very nice. They let us know what people like. Um, but this one is funny because it tells me, it's not about me going, why would this guy write it? I don't want to ever go there. People express themselves. I get it. It's okay. It's not that I like it, but it, but I get it. I get it. So, oh, I'm trying to find something, and now all these stupid texts are coming through. Okay, hold on. Everything's good. Here's the review. Um, just take your time, everybody. Here gives you a chance to do things when I'm looking for stuff. I'm impressed how tech-savvy you are, because I think this time, two years ago, you you were still using that Nokia brick phone. <laughs> no, I had this phone from very early on. Chris, we'll get to you in a second back there. Well, who were you talking to? Oh, you just ran. Is someone here? No. 
Okay, it's all right. So anyway, somebody wrote this. They went um, best to worst in six episodes. Now, it's a, again, I want to over-preface. It's not me saying, what would they say? They expressed the way they felt. So I'm not, I'm not um, reacting to why did they – I'm reacting to why they felt that way, not, you know, how could they say that. So, But this, is, this says a lot about this person, and his name is Joe. His last – are we allowed to give names out? Just give yeah. the last initial. Well, Joe, S-A-Y-M-A-N. <laughs> on October 28th, he wrote, the best six episodes, the first six episodes are genius. Then the podcast wheels fell off. I don't understand how the show can go from good to unlistenable. Now, I went in very calm, but obviously in a second here, I'm going to... That fucking says so much about this guy. Like... If it was so good, the first six episodes, one episode, and by the way, I'm not even saying the episode was bad. Whatever episode he's talking about, I'm not, that's not the point. It, How many episodes have there been? There's been 12, but, but let me, but, but I'm saying even if the sixth episode was bad, let's say even, and I don't think it was, or whatever episode he's talking about, it, that's the type of listener. And I'm not, that, that is not constructive advice. And by the way, it's not, just let me get my, let me get this out. Cause I always feel like when I listen to it later, I didn't get it out. I've I've already said that it has nothing that he should be able to say that, but that's not constructive criticism. And I'll tell you why I don't think it is. And some people go, yes, it is anything negative. You're going to jump all over it. If you like the first six episodes and then the one is not good, that's where you go, oh, it went from, that's not a supportive person. And I don't want someone like that listening to the show. And that guy, if you're listening right now, maybe you go, I'll give it another chance. All I, this is the example I always use. When I watch a show, if it's really good and I love it, and then one episode, I think I use Kids in the Hall as an example. Sometimes one of their sketches would just go so, but I always thought maybe I didn't articulate it inwardly as much as I am now in hindsight. But I remember I would sort of think, you know what? Some of their sketches were so funny that if once in a while there was a dud, that's okay. If, that, if that's what it takes, just going out there and once in a while, I'll take that as opposed to just going for, so if, if, if the, sh- I guess it's funny, this guy who was good from first and then the list when he <laughs> gives up on it, that's what this guy is. That, is that what you're in life? Is that what you do to your family? Play this for your family. My analysis, my, my, um, I'm, I have a feeling he's somewhat of a fan to sit, to, to listen to 12 episodes. Well, he's a fan I don't want. He's a fan I don't want. I know you're thinking, oh, just talk. No, I've gotten constructive criticism that I totally go that. You read it. And you go, that really is someone that loves the show. But but you went from number, you were great, and then the last episode sucks. Hey, keep listening. Once in a while, I don't want it to happen. Once in a while, it's going to suck. That's okay. And then the other one was, um, hold on, I got to get to this other one. I didn't. You know what? Every time I talk on this show, I just want to erase it right after I talk about it. And then the next one was, um, uh, the show makes my pants want to get up and dance. Well, that, that I like. This one goes, meh. And it says, um, couldn't finish an episode because of all the pot references. Not my thing. I, uh, I, I, nothing against stoners, but I, I don't want to have to listen to their, their, their lifestyle so much. So much either. Uh, the comedy was pretty entertaining, though. Wait, who the hell's this guy? It's just uh, that's what he writes. Someone who's against pot but loves the comedy. Well, good. Don't you don't have to listen either. All right, I'm done with that. I'm sweating already. Why does that bother me? Why those two? But it's just because it's like they don't. You know, then the show's not for you. Why do people have that? I don't well, understand. I don't necessarily think that. Maybe they're just not pot smokers. Good. Then the show's not for them. 
Why are you defending other people? No, no, no you should. You should. Here's my theory. But, uh, but Todd, there's got say there's a comedian who believes in God and will talk about God on stage. Now you don't believe in God, but what if you think they're hilarious still? But you could be like, I could do without all the God stuff. Then it's still not my thing. That, yeah, I might say that, but I would. This is the show. Is whatever it is. So if if you like it and you like it and you like it and then all of a sudden there's something we talk about you don't like the pot is part of it I get high and it's fun to talk about for me and I've said this before I I consistently smoke pot but I don't smoke pot so much where every time it's not an event there I finally said something clear it is still it's still an event every time I get high I get high so I like to talk about it because it still affects me so that's the listeners that will listen, the ones that go, yeah, I still get like that, you know, whoever it is. So that's part of it. I can't, I, I, a part of me goes, oh, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't talk about, you know, I shouldn't keep going. I'm high, I'm high. That's what I do. So that person, you know, that, that's it. All right. That, enough with that. I'm moving on. How is everybody? You doing all right? Um, we got a thing. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> that's all right. Everything's good. Um, the, uh, the song, we got a letter from who we get a letter from Gary. Rollin? Gary Rollin or He's going to come in and do a Tom Jones song. Well, he says he he says he can sing in the style of Tom Jones. Well, so. as long as it's good and it's upbeat and, he, and it's it's got to come in here and it's got to fucking can't be just someone dripping out it. It's got to be like like just boom, just taking the Tom Jones song and just fucking ramping it up and getting it where we're in here and it's fun for us. So, uh, does he have a clip? Yeah, well, that's what we we're going to ask him. We we're going we're gonna to ask him to send a clip. So anyway, um I figured, did you have fun? Did you do anything for Halloween, Bobby? No, nothing. Nothing? Uh, uh, Chris? No. Katie? I went to a party. I did something. For Halloween or Saturday? Saturday. And were people dressed up? Yeah. That's a weird thing where, you know, you dress up Saturday and Monday. Or you pick Well, because, yeah, you do. Well, some people dress up for the whole week. But I, I did something that I didn't think I was, a friend of it was doing it. And it was a great mix of people. He uh, had he's, he's a manager, so he had a lot of different clients there and some of his peers and some of his uh, people that he works with. So it was a very good, eclectic group of people, some my age, some young, some which is, I always think leads to a lot more fun um, than everybody my age sometimes can you know not be as fun. But um, it was a great energy, and it's something I didn't think I was going to have fun doing. I sort of went because I said I'd go, but they rented a big, like not a like a, a party bus. And I thought right away, that's not my thing. That's people like... Just drunk and then, for lack of a better word, amateurs. Oh, yeah, fun. But I realized, I guess it's who you have on the bus. Because if it's a good energy and it's a good, fun bunch of people, it was you. I mean, it was like a rock star tour bus. This was not like a 20-foot bus. It was like, you know, huge, like the, the size of a Greyhound bus. But inside, there was great music. And it was unbelievable. Every, first of all, I don't, I'm not a big fan of being around. Like if the bus moved, it both made a sharp turn and then everybody fell on everybody. But it was fun. <laughs> and um, we would pull out in front of a bar or we'd, you know, we'd go down. Some people went inside the bar. We went to a few house parties. Some people stayed on the bus. But it was, I loved it. I, was, I had the best time. That sounds pretty cool. It did picked, you dress up? I did. I had my, I have a police uniform. So in a few cases, it's so funny. Like it's a real... That's uh, that's Graham. So you know what we'll do? We'll take a break and we'll talk about Halloween and we'll take it from there. Right as soon as uh, do you have any? Uh, we'll take a break, music, and then we'll come back and Graham's here and we'll uh, we'll talk about Halloween with Graham. Graham Elwood's our guest today. All right, here we go. It's a good start. Fourteen minutes in. Take a breath. Take a breath. Smell the smell. Sniff it. Sniff it. Take a breath. 
You can move your feet to walk, and you use your tongue to talk, but your mouth and nose are waiting. Take a breath. Take a breath. Take a breath. Smell a smell, sniff a sniff, take a breath. You can move your teeth to chew, but your face is turning blue. Get some air inside of you, just take a breath. You never think of breathing, though you do it all day long. You even have to breathe to sing this funny little song. You've got to take a breath before you try to blow a bubble. And if you stop your breathing, you got big, big... All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way I come out of it. We're playing all a song. Right. That was a song called Take a Breath. Because I'm always trying to get people to take a breath, stop. And that was a whole song devoted to it. It's cool jazz with Todd Glass. (laughs) We were talking about Halloween, and then we took a break. Was it deliberate to put a candle right between us so it's impossible for us to make eye contact? Is that better? It's a trick, so I don't have to look at anybody. I put stick candles in front of every guest. (laughs) So we're talking about Halloween, Graham. Is that okay we talk about that? Uh, well, no. I mean, it's a, you're worshiping the devil, but if you guys want to do that... Uh, oh, Graham, you're ruining our show. Uh, no, I think you did by choosing to go against our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I think that's oh, sort Graham, of your please, choice. Oh, please, turn the mics off. I'm that's not even shitting choice. around. That's I'm not... your choice that you made. Hold on, hold you're, on. So, so you're, de- you're, denying no, the, you're denying that the Lord is our, is our Lord and Savior. You're I don't that? want to talk about this on this show, and you've We're done this gonna... to me five years no, no. ago. I did five years ago, so it's been five years of you not taking... Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in your life. Your I just want to talk about Halloween. I don't sure, know. Let's, let's talk about the uh, telling kids to dress up like demons and oh. worship satanic and interracial marriages. You and PETA. <laughs> <laughs> just said interracial marriage. Oh. I could not get <laughs> you and PETA. Yeah, yeah. I'm as bad as I'm. Yeah, I'm a Christian PETA. By the way, I'm not. Oh, I think we talked about that last week. So we were talking about Halloween, and that's it. So I went out on this party bus, and I actually had a good time. I knew you that's went on a party bus. Thank you. For, not well. You think why am I saying thank you? Because yes, I was hesitant. But right. I'm, I'm going to tell you what. If you got a, it was literally. I know. I just talked about this, but I'm I'm, I'm catching you up. It was the size of like a rock star tour bus, like mm. the size of a Greyhound bus. But I thought it's usually filled with – but if you filled it with people that you like – Then yeah. it would be great. Then it right, would be right. great. And I know that sounds like no shit, but I never thought about that. I just think of it as, for lack of a better word, like I said two minutes ago, amateurs, they're out. We're going to make the most of this night. Right. But it was just a great group. And the great thing about it was we'd pull up to places – I can't believe I'm repeating everything, but it's all right. Um, sure, it's all right for me, not the listeners. <laughs> but um, it was just a great vibe in the bus, and I realized what it did. It made people close together, and that's why the bus was always everybody's favorite place. Even if we pulled up in front of a party, most people stayed on the bus. But, like, if you had a party at your house, I, I actually thought about something. Sometimes I have a party at my house and five or six different groups form. If you have, like, a 30-person right. party. It's, it's, it's kind of like if you have a party in your mouth and everyone has a ball. Oh, <laughs> come on now. What type of show you think I do? I maybe try to do a goddamn funny one. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. The Richard Simmons reaction, I call it. Come on, Richard. You don't. The Richard Simmons reaction. Yeah, like when David Letterman yeah. used to go, you don't care about those people. <gasps> oh, dare you. David, I want him. I don't know. What so I'm anyway, it was, it, it, was a fun, it was a fun thing, and it, I recommend you do it. Get together a great group. And, you know, the truth is we never had to really pull up to bars. You just had to act like you wanted to. We could have just driven that bus around, and we had a blast in it. It was great music. Whoever did the music, I, I'm convinced I could be a better DJ than any DJ that I've ever seen because you have to go all over the place. At least that's my – I think a lot more – let's 
I think a lot of people do like when you do that. So whoever made it, all of a sudden they'd have, I don't know that much about music, but they're very progressive music, really, you know. Sure. And then all of a sudden it went to some cheesy disco song. Then it went all the way to some, you know, it just went all over the place all night. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, Tom Jones song played. Then something really cool and new and for lack of a better word, you know, progressive. And so the music was really cool. That's great. Yeah. Party buses, I mean, I'm telling you, it's one of those, like I did a show in San Francisco on uh, Sunday. Uh, a 420 show. I don't know why I would start at that time. Doug Benson was on it. Made no sense. Um, and we get out of the show, you know, and it's like six thirty, seven o'clock. And there is one of those party buses, but it's like one of those boats that has wheels that goes into water. I don't know, like yeah, in yeah. San Francisco, like of all places, like San Francisco has those boat. Does does the boat really go into the water? I think yeah, so. They yeah, they have that in New York too. Yeah. So, but it's like, but then it's also like an open thing. So there's all right. these people who are just on the water and now they're driving through downtown San Francisco and that part right by the punchline where it's like, there's nothing, it's a business district. So it's completely shut down on the weekends. And I was just like, Woo! they're all just like, Woo! and it's like, when that was what I thought when you said party bus, I'm like, oh, a bunch of idiots that I would mm-hmm. never want to hang out with. But if you put all your friends, it's like any of those times, like, like Nick Schwartzen would rent out that roller rink mm-hmm. was a blast or like uh, the, the, the go karts, the go karts. You get something like that. Or like if you ever get a karaoke room with your friends, karaoke is always fun. But what, what, what sucks about a karaoke night at a bar, you got to sit through all the morons and the people, especially in L.A., who take themselves way too seriously and think they're going to get a record contract or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, I always said on stage, it was people that bring their own CDs to the karaoke bar, but someone said they bring their own mics. And I was like, that person doesn't need to be made fun of. Cause I like to make fun of people that, you know, I, I feel bad for that person. Yeah. That person you want to, you just want to go, Hey man, what are you okay? Yeah. And not even in a mean way. Like people go, when I feel bad, they think I mean it sarcastically. No, no, no. like, like I want to go to that person and you might go, why they're bringing their mic. They're happy. Yeah. I get it. And I hope they are, but, but also s- what I'm worried. Happened. <laughs> Go something, ahead. something happened. You know what I mean? Like this, this guy's like, no, this is the song my wife used to want. You know what I mean? And she died. You know what I mean? Like it's something like, oh, I'm yeah. so sorry that that happened. I want to hug that person and yeah. go, come on, I'll hang out with you. I'll be your friend. Yeah. yeah. And then they said, I like doing my karaoke. I go, come on. Come Between on. me and you. Let's talk. Bro. Act like you're the guy with the microphone. No, I want to stay. So this is do, my we have any, do we have any background, um, like restaurant music? Like, you know, there's, there's people. <laughs> I want to be like, I go, I, I go up to you and I try to be your friend and you, you don't, you don't want it. Yeah. Okay. It's all right. It's all good. I'm having fun already. Just having you in the room is exciting, Graham. <laughs> Okay, uh, so I see you. Uh, did you just come off stage, or do you? you I just see you walk into the room. I saw me walk in, and I've got, I've got my, my. Okay, let's just start. You have your microphone. I, okay, hey, how you doing? No, no, no. Background restaurant noise. Where are we? A fucking what, Greek place? Yeah, where what are, are we, we at? The Olive Garden. <laughs> the Olive Garden would play. <laughs> the Olive Garden. Yeah, play. What's up, Mike? It's okay. Yeah. No, your background ambient noise. You played it for. I always put that in post. That's gotta be like. Oh, here we okay, go. this could be sort of it, right? Yeah, there's people. Yeah, yeah. Hey, how you doing? I saw you uh, last week sing. You're really good. What's your name? Hey, my name is Jerome. Hey, Jerome. Do you want to hang out with me and my friends over there tonight? Oh, I, I got, I'm about to sing. I'm like, there's like three three guys ahead of me. I'm singing. I'm singing next. Hey, let me tell you something. I see you bring your own microphone. Yeah, it's just my voice. I need a special microphone. Just well, the way I sing. Why don't you come hang out with my friends tonight? You'll have a really good time. I think you'll like them. We're a really great group of people. You'll have fun. I got to gotta, gotta focus. I need to get into a headspace when I sing this song. Can I tell you something, and, and I don't want to embarrass you? I sort of see you bring your own microphone, and you sort of come in here, and I'm not making fun of you. I want to. You seem a little bit sad. My, this is my friend Bobby Miyamoto. He, might, he does stand-up comedy. His dad's Chinese. <laughs> Can I borrow the mic? Oh, Bobby, no, shut up. No, I can't. That do would that. be Bobby. 
That would be Bobby. If I really brought him with me to help you, Bobby, can I borrow it? And, I, and later I'd go, shut the fuck up. I was trying to help him. Can I borrow the Can mic? I borrow your mic? Microphone? Does it have echo in it? Can I use it? Does it have one of those auto-tune things? So I can, <laughs> can, do that? Can, I say, can I do that? No, it's just it's the microphone right. my wife gave me right before she died. She said, sing my favorite song. Forever. Forever on oh. my deathbed. And that's why, That's anytime you sing that song, my heart... That's when you know I'll be standing next to you from heaven. Can I have your microphone? <laughs> right after that, not. Oh my God, that's so sweet. But I can I sing too? Can I? Does it do a different song? Bobby would be on the road with me, and and all of a sudden he would ask the weirdest questions. Oh my God, Bobby! It's great though. I love him. He's Bobby Miyamoto. You don't know how Bobby Miyamoto is so funny, and I don't even think as we're talking in front of him, he even understands. <laughs> Like, I think he, that's a compliment. Like, he doesn't, under, I don't know, by the way, maybe that's what makes him funny. Maybe I should shut up. We would be driving down the street, and out of nowhere, I think he saw a black guy on the side of the road once. He goes, what do you think Alonzo Bowden makes? <laughs> <laughs> and he's not kidding. <laughs> and he's not kidding. Oh, God, one time we were surfing. With Bo- Bobby? With Bobby. Oh, I didn't even know you hung around him. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I've yeah. spent a lot of time with Bobby. That's why coming in here was great to see him. And and he had, uh, he goes, hey, what do you think? He, he puts, he goes, hey, you think these, what do you think? These these glasses make me look kind of weird or gay or something. He puts on these rose-tinted glasses. And I'm just like, I just like, and, and I think, I don't know if he was just doing a bit or if he was legitimately like, hey, what do you think? Like, as a friend, as a guy, and we're literally, we're standing along the side of the, we're on the PCH highway. We just got out of the water. We got our shirts off, and I'm like changing. He's like, hey, you think this makes me look gay? And then puts on rose-tinted glasses. And he wasn't joking, I no, guarantee. No, he wasn't joking. No, I think, I wouldn't have. Worn rose. Well, no, well, but I then I made some crack. Like what? And then you just said, "Hey, do you think I? You think if I'm blowing a dude with these glasses on, that makes me look gay?" <laughs> <laughs> then I knew no. he wasn't joking because he started sucking my dick. And this is a true oh, story. This is weird. On the Pacific Coast. Oh my god! In Malibu. Oh. And I said, "Bobby, are you gay?" And he's like, "Oh." I couldn't really <laughs> see it because my dick was in his mouth. <laughs> oh, I gotta tell you, I think that's that was uh, no. That's. <laughs> I think that. I don't want to be one of those people that's I'm not judging. Judge, I'm not judging anybody. No, no, I, just, I think that is. If he d- enjoys doing that, I would say he might be. I'm just saying, I didn't get it. It's hard. I couldn't get a clear answer. You well, know what I mean? It was because I couldn't understand what he was saying. Is this true? But of course this is true. It's on, it's on I love YouTube. the way you said that. <laughs> so, so, so true. If I cast you in a movie and I wanted you to say that line like that again, could you? And when you go, of course it's true. Yeah, of course it's true. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a lot of fun shit. Give me that thing. There's no place. There's no Velcro. People, every week they know there's squares on each mic and they say the Todd Glass Show. On the guest mic, the Velcro was wearing off, so it falls off every week. So well, I just took maybe it off. we get some new goddamn Velcro. Thank you. Talk to Katie about it every week. I ask her. I haven't mentioned it. <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, I don't know what that means. Uh, it, um, got those review. I have a. Th- um, so what were we talking about? Oh, the karaoke bar. <laughs> anyway, I, I hey, you want to do something? It's just so so random, but I but I'm ready to do it. Can you put up the Tina Turner? I want you to, everybody has to try to do their best impersonation of Tina Turner. Okay. It's that song, When I Was a... I can do it. I'll I'll try it once, but you got to really try to do it. I don't know why I'm moving this candle all around the table. And can you put reverb in my... Notice that one of our listeners said, I kept asking for echo, and they said, oh, that's mine. And they said, oh, that's too loud. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. You don't got to be sorry for anything. You know what? You're fun to have here. Don't touch my fucking... Oh, Graham, you don't got to talk to me like that. Shut your goddamn mouth. Shut your fucking mouth. Come on. 
I love it. I I you never get enough of it. Oh, yeah, we got to tell the the phone message that I left on you that you that Graham, you, Okay, let, let's do this okay, and then we'll talk about the I don't know what, but we're talking about karaoke, why not? So so I'll try first and I'm going to re- you get look, you know the way I set most bits up. You got to you you got to try. You got to fucking try. It's not a joke. You're not mocking it. You're not going Okay, here we go. This is a, I I don't get close, but I think I'm curious to see. By the way, for the hell of it, I love this song. It's just got a great energy to it. Can you? Maybe we should play it with the uh, play the real version first. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready? I love this song. There's some. Hey, by the way, there's songs you like. Like for some reason, I would feel in a weird way embarrassed. Not not embarrassed, but yeah, maybe if I was like at the gym and I knew people next to me could hear what I was playing on my iPhones. Do you follow what I'm yeah. saying? Even though there's one side of me goes, who gives a shit? You like music? Your music should be all over the place. I'd still be embarrassed, like to listen to. You know, like, you know, like if, the, if so maybe this song, but I love this song to me when I'm on the treadmill, it just fucking inspires me. Dude, I, like I said on the last show, and I took some shit from your fans. I'm a big Katy Perry fan. Oh, you did? You took some? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. First of all, your fans, it was so, I got so many like, hey, Graham, you and Todd were hilarious. And, but, and, but, no, 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 I didn't get any butts. I got you and Todd were hilarious. And then I got some like, hey, love you on the show. But what the fuck? Katy Perry? Like, I got some WTF on Katy Perry. You know what? It's not that I like, I don't even know. Pro- I Probably I do know. Every time I think I don't know a song, a singer songs, you hear you've, something. You've heard her stuff. You've heard her stuff. But I like that you, I like that you admit it. It's not about whether I agree or not. It's about, there's a lot, uh, it's about, there's a lot of people that do that. They have this weird type of music they like or something weird. And they, they don't, you say, fuck it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that, that whole like, Oh man, you can only like underground indie stuff. Like you shouldn't ever like anything mainstream. Fuck that. I was listening to Lenny Kravitz. Are you going to go my way? I love it. You know what I mean? It's not a spaceship. Do what you want. What if that's the lame? Hang in there, baby. Like the poster says. <laughs> like with, the with the cat. cat. With the cat. Hang in there, baby. Okay, so play the song. No, no, no. Play no. Just play it. The the uh, the her with the words on it. I'll tell you my favorite part. No, the one with the words on it. Tina Turner. It's okay. Hey, look, we're fine. We're only 29 minutes in, and it seems... You ready? Yeah, no, I'm ready. Go ahead, play it. Oh, God. Jesus, this is the fucking... Not, not the karaoke. You don't want no, what? No, hold on. You said play the one with the words on it. Yeah, with the word... Uh, this, oh, I'm sorry. This happens every time we do this. The one with Tina Turner with the words on it. This has the words off of it, and we sing the words. The original. Yeah, play the song with Tina Turner. With the <laughs> see, and you said he wanted to smoke. Here we go again. He wanted to smoke it's before not, the show. I think it might be. You, you actually hold on. He might be. hold on. Pause it. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to. Everything I want to own. I'm not going to make him the morning guy. The, the guy in the show that you, you shit on. It's too easy to do. I see why it happens because you get nervous on a show. But he, I understand what's happening. I keep saying with the words, and he thinks I mean the words up on the screen. Right, right. So it's just a misunderstanding. I'm totally serious. I'm totally serious. Just a misunderstanding. Yeah, stop speaking like an asshole. All right. I'm trying to be very nice about it. Why can't you? <laughs> now we just do like 10 seconds of it, and we we, we bail out on it. But I, okay. I just start laughing. Play, play, it in, play it again. I like this song. Oh, Great song. Isn't it? Great song. And you know what? That's you- Barry Gordy. I was a little girl. I had a bad dog. Only dog I've ever owned. Now I love you just the way I love that bad 
like when it slows down and then it picks up again. It's so full. Yes. Wait, wait, I'll tell you the part I like. It'll take a little while to get there, but wait. Hold on. Oh, Tina Turner, man. An old Tina Turner. I, I, it's I YouTube, unbelievable how I, great it is. I YouTube some of her stuff today. And uh, yeah, the energy is pretty overwhelming. And these songs, like you said, it's, 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 it's so, so full. Songs aren't produced that way anymore. You know what I mean? Like like that huge, this big orchestra behind it. It's amazing, man. Like, yeah, like, it, it is. It is. It was. Uh, and and um, then I started thinking because that song, you know, uh, it says, you know, did you ever have a little puppy when you were little that followed you around? I'll, I'll, I'll love you like that puppy. And, and then I think, oh, that's, but that song was about her. And I probably everyone else was like, yeah, no shit. But then you realize because of that love she had, that that's the Ike and Turner. That right. that song was sort of about. Was that about him or not? Oh God, I hope not. He was a, an abusive dick. Yeah, and she loved him. Hmm. <laughs> I'm, am I? I'm so nervous. I'm not nervous, but I'm afraid that I'm talking about nothing. But I guess it's entertaining, even if it's nothing, right? Hopefully, it's like watching. <laughs> <laughs> You're honest with me. You're like, ooh, ooh. strike three. Why can't I just be where I'm at? Why do I always have to worry? Because you're a fucking idiot. You run your goddamn dumb... I don't know why I keep going... Why am I... Every riff I'm doing today is mean. I like it. Okay. That's all right. So let's try to... Maybe we could do a different where you... you, We have a bit we started last week where the person gets echo. If you ever want echo to do this bit throughout the night, just look at Katie and point to your mic, and that's when we'll hear you thinking, but you don't know we hear you thinking. So like, like, for instance, right now, ready? You lie to me, but then your thoughts tell the truth. No, I mean my show is interesting. Todd, I love your show. It's an amazing show. Oh like everything you know, it's 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 totally who you are. It's it's like you unbridled. I've known you for years. It's great oh to see God. this. No, no, it's 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 awesome. Thank you so much. God, he's so fucking stupid. Like he just has this dumb show, and then he's got like retards around him. He's got some Chinaman talking. I don't know what. This, everything he does is stupid. Everything. Graham. Yeah. What were you just, you were just staring off into the space and you weren't, I was, I was just thinking, I was just thinking about like, I feel so blessed that I get to be on your show. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Can I tell you the truth? Sometimes I, and I've talked about this before and and it's again with the pot, but when I smoke pot, you get paranoid that you're not making sense, but you're saying just be who I am. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Be who you are. Be who you are. Jesus Christ. Be a fucking retard who never shuts his mouth. Oh, my God. I don't think he knows that I can hear him thinking. <laughs> and plus, we've talked about using that word as, a, as an adjective. And I, now the listeners are going, how come he didn't say anything to Graham? I, Graham's a great friend, and I don't want to start lecturing him on that word. I, but I think maybe off the podcast, we'll, it's just there's a better adjective to use. What a dumb fucking retard. I mean, he's so fucking retarded. Everything he does. Like, I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, like, I think he has mental retardation. Oh. I say that clinically. Like, I've studied this. I'm a medical person. Oh, God. I had Bobby here as a sidekick, and he just sits there like a dumb chink. I think this is going pretty well. I wonder if I should tell Todd that I'm not a Chinaman. <laughs> oh, <and> for the... <laughs> 
But by the way, turn all the echo off. I know you're not Chinese. You know that. I know. But, but on the road, I used to always ask Bobby, are your parents full-blown Chinese? I talk about I, like I, I did that when, I, when the first time I called you and I, as Lionel. I said, yeah, y'all know Robert, that, that Chinese guy, Bobby Miyamoto, he's great. Like, Because I know Bobby's half Japanese. I know Miyamoto is a Japanese name. Yeah. And the other half is fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I'm just being so mean on this show. I, no, I, you're I, not mean. You know what? You, you, the, Todd used to go up on stage after me and say, Bobby, tell him how you really talk off stage. I go, I'm not even joking. I'm not trying to be like, but off stage, it's very like... It's, I don't even want to do it, I would say to the audience, because it sounds like just an uneducated person imitating a Chinese person like the bad comedians used to. But if, if you, if, in the middle of stage, he's like, oh, you like my show? Oh, the good fun. But, you know, he changes it up for the act. <laughs> oh, my God. One time I did this to Zach Galifianakis. Uh, we were talking. We were at his house. It was just me, him, and one other person. We were having a serious discussion about, like, uh, the, the, we were talking politics and, like, and the situation with North Korea came up. And and um, and this is what I said. I go. I go. Well, I think a lot of people uh, don't realize the fact that North Korea, what they're they've had such a financial crisis because they're a very poor country. They did not embrace capitalism the way communist China did. So what that has done is they are people are very poor and. Some some suggest that the North Korean government, one of the reasons why they're always sort of blustering and doing sable rattle, rattling is that's they just don't know how – that's how they're trying to ask for help from the global community. And then the South Koreans are like, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> and I, Zach, I had – I because – Everyone, I, I was saying seriously stuff that I had read because I, I like to, to re, I read. Did you know you were going to do that? Or did you no, just... In the middle of it, I, I did not plan. I started, we were talking seriously and then everyone got really serious and they were really like, wow, this thing, because I literally, I read, I'm like, I, I'm not like an, I don't consider myself. Do it again. Do it again. Just ramp up to it five seconds away and yeah. then do it again. So, I mean, and that's the other thing is, is, is a lot of people feel that Kim Jong-il is, you know, he's kind of backed into a corner and that's why right, he's, he's right. sort of, he's sort of. Uh, Scared, but he, he obviously doesn't admit that because he's a dictator and everything like mm-hmm. that, which puts sort of a precarious situation because you've got Japan there across from the Sea of Japan. Then you've got the South Koreans, and they're sort of very beholden to us, and their right. prime minister just came out to mm-hmm. say, Hong Kong, Hong Kong, Hong Kong. Oh, that's what he said? <laughs> <laughs> I did that, and Zach, I, I did. In the, I was talking seriously about stuff that I had actually read about, and then I just decided because everyone was listening to me, and I could see the whole room got quiet, and everyone was listening to me, and I was like, "Oh, here's a great opportunity." Right. And Zach's head exploded, and then for years after that, we would people just be talking, and he just, and anytime politics come up, he'd just go, "Well, Graham, you had some interesting thoughts." Just, uh, he, you he just set me up for it. He would set me up. He goes, "Now, what were you saying about the, the North Koreans?" Like any time politics came up, he would somehow weave it into that to get me to do that bit. And the and the longer I would drag it, I would do ten, fifteen minutes on the whole Asian, like China's global economy and their impact. I would go into as much stuff that I had read, like I read the Economist, that I could muster, just to get people. And one time some guy, we were at a party at his house and some guy kept going, well, no, no. And I was like, hold on, hold on. And Zach was like, no, no, seriously, just let Graham, 
Like, and this guy was like, he really wanted to ramp in with his point of view. And so he was getting really wound up. So I kept dragging it out even longer. And this guy was like, yeah, yeah, but, but, but. And hey, what like, if he interrupted and did this? Do the, do this. Let me interrupt. Say the smart part. So, so, uh, you know, and I think, I think the North Korean, what they're doing. Hey, is, hey I got to oh, interject. I got to interject. But you have to admit, a lot of those people over there, they're like, oh, everybody. Oh, what I do? I need a chapel. Like, well, that's not really where I was going. <laughs> So anyway, speaking of uh, uh, bits that uh, I- I'm going to let you d- tell what you did, but I can tell you my reaction. Graham left a message on my machine. I was at my parents' house in Philadelphia. Downstairs, they have like an, a basement that, not that it matters, it's above the ground, you know, so there's some windows and I was laying in a bed and it was just, I felt very comfortable and I had just gotten home and I was laying on the bed. Plus, there's something about a, a mom's bed. It smells better. You know what I mean? And I'm very crazy clean. I, you know, it's not like I can't, you go, well, if you wash your sheets, but laying in it smells good. It's softer. And then Graham leaves me a message that I was literally laying in bed, listening to it. It couldn't get any better. Giggling and like kicking my feet up and down on the bed, laughing. Okay, okay. I, I going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to recreate it. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to go in the room to get myself in a certain emotional space. So you guys just talk, and I'll come back, okay. and I'm just going to How about if we take a break? Take a break. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Can you can you pause this song? I want to explain something to the audience as Graham's getting into character. Women can really do anything, and I'm glad this song it's it really does. You know, hold on, you're gonna play it again. So I like that this thing. Women could do anything they want, and they could do whatever. Listen to all the things they could do. It's true. I mean, it's a serious part of the show, but women, you can do anything you want. Don't fucking forget that. I check my messages, and uh, this is the message I get. Uh, hey, Todd, it's uh, it's Graham. Uh, hey, man, 
uh, <laughs> I'm so, I'm just, I'm, I didn't know who to call, dude. I'm having such a tough time. This is like, I know it's late at night and you, you may be on the road or something. I just, I just, I didn't know, I didn't know who to call. It's just killing me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just, I didn't know. I didn't know. I just need to know who let the dogs out. Like, who let the dogs out, Todd? Like, who, 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 who would do that? Who would just let dogs out and not, and not do anything if I call? Or it's, I don't know. Who let the dogs out? Like, what would this happen? I don't understand. Who would let the dogs out? No one, no one is, I don't know who lets the dogs outside. It's like, I'm sitting here and I'm trying to figure out what kind of a dog, God, would just let someone let the dogs out. I mean, who, 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 I mean, just, if you know anything or just, I don't know, just, just call me and tell me who let the dogs out. Even if it's just like calling to say what's up or something, just, I need to know. Dogs on him, so just call me. It doesn't. I'll be up all night. <laughs> I think you did it twice as long. Oh, I did it twice as long because I, I, oh my god, I, I, I was coming home and I, I was for whatever reason. Who let the dogs out has just been in my mind and saying "What's up?" Like I just kept, I st- I'm still doing it. I like I did it on stage the other night. I opened my show, I just went "What's up?" Come on, let's bring 2002 back. Who's with me? What's up? And I got off the, I, t- I was downtown watching a movie in downtown Santa Monica. I took the bus home and I'm walking home and I was just like, as I was walking home, I was like, God, I wish I would run into a friend of mine because I was gonna run up to them and go, Oh my God, Oh my God, who let the dogs out? Like I really wanted to do that. So I got home and I was like, Oh, I know who I'm calling. Well, you also, because you were probably like, now you did your best job of getting into that space, but wherever you were at at your house, I really believe the first... 20 seconds that you might have been because you said you know your personal some stuff that you know what i mean so yeah. i'm thinking oh and then when that i just laughed so hard uh, i was like so tired but i took the time i called you like, back <laughs> great thing. Who, who, every time you did that because you couldn't give too much you couldn't give too much rhythm to that or it ruins the bit yeah couldn't go no it would have been good if you went so i just want to know who 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 let the no it was like who who <laughs> like well i came home and i was like i gotta leave this message and i started to call you and i would start laughing and I was like, okay, okay. So I was, what, what was, I was alone in my apartment and I like turned the lights off and I just got into a really sad, sad space. Ooh. And then I called you. And because, I mean, this is, I can hear, I knew you guys would be giggling. So I could hear you guys giggle. But when I called you, I could hear no one right. giggle. And so what I set up in my head was anytime I heard, I started to feel laughter, I would say like, uh, it was just like a, it was like an acting thing, but I would just create something that would like trigger more sadness. So then I was really like, I'm so bummed you 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 couldn't you forgot you erased it or whatever because I, know, I was I was in te- I was legitimately in tears calling you, and then as soon as I got off the phone, I started laughing so hard. Yeah, I did. I saved it because I wanted to play it on the podcast, and then accidentally erased it, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> I remember where I was, not that, you know, you should, you, you, everyone remembers where they were at when that song came out, but I was doing a, a week in Tulsa, Oklahoma with, <laughs> with uh, Daniel Tosh and uh, the, the club owner, uh, we didn't have a car, you know, so the club owner goes, oh, we'll give you a car. And they gave us a convertible Camaro, which at Daniel's age, he, at the time, he was probably 23. Okay. You know, he, he could ride that and it's not the worst thing in the world for me. 
it was, you know, life did not go right for me if I was driving in convertible Camaro, <laughs> you know, like it was and or and that I was hanging out with someone that age. It looked like, oh, like, does he work together at the supermarket and he goes out and he, but Daniel didn't care. And it, I was really mortified. I wasn't silly mortified. I really tried to stop him when he did it. He would put the roof down because it had an electronic roof at red lights and blast that song. And I wasn't laughing. I wasn't laughing, like getting it. Like I was really like, I would duck under the seat. I would literally turn upside down because for even one minute, for one second, for someone to turn over, like some girls that are at the red light and they look over and have them look at, oh, that is, do they think they're cool? Like they open their roof. They don't know we're being silly. Even if we were, they'd think, oh, look at them giggling and opening up their roof. You're like the assistant manager at the... Maybe I work at a bike store with him or something. Because there's <laughs> yeah. younger people and then people that or, are like... Or like a, stero- a car stereo place. You're like the assistant. Hey, we got the new Camaro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, come on, kid. I'm going to show you how to get some tail. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like that guy. Right. Oh, you're just creeping around town. You had a members only jacket on. No, I didn't. But I mean, that's who this, that's in this character. That's in this, oh, that's, oh, the, yes, this character, right. this guy who who yes. isn't, isn't a comedian, the guy who actually buys that is the, the person I was afraid they'd think I was. Yeah, they would think you're the guy with the members only jacket and the tight pants. Right. What else do I do? Uh, you either you either have a members only or a, like a Ferrari jacket or you've got you, you at least have a Camaro keychain. To go with the members only jacket, little too much hairspray. Yes, you know teeth that you just got whitened. Way, you know what I mean? That are just way too. And they're real crooked, man. They're real, yeah. And you're just like, yeah, pinky ring and ew. How much money do you think Alonzo Bowden makes, <laughs> Bobby? If I wear rose colored glasses, do you think they make me look good? <laughs> hey, um. So that was fun. We talked about that. I'm going to do that after every topic. So let's get this Tina Turner song up here. You think I'm going to forget about Oh, but wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. But then I called you again, and, I, and then I, I, kept, I kept wanting to call you more. So then I called you again, and this I was like, look, Todd. The last, then the next call, I was like, look, man, I, I, I know I was a little hysterical in the last call. I just really, I need to know who let the dogs out, and I did it again. And then the third time I called, and I got accusatory. I was like, look, Todd. It's just weird you haven't called me back yet, and I, you know, it almost seems like, and I'm not accusing you, we've been friends a long time, but I'm not, it just seems like you, maybe you let the dogs out, and you don't want to tell me, and I don't want to fight with you, just tell me, I just need to know, you know, it was kind of like uh, uh, the call that, like, two old friends who are having a tough time, like, fighting about something. Yeah, if you, listen, all I'm, uh, I'll just tell you right now, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but but if you let the dogs out, you gotta call me back, I'll deal with it, but you gotta, t- I don't know who let the dogs out. <laughs> I don't know who let him out. I don't know who let the dogs out. But if you let the dogs out, Todd, all I'm just saying is I'm sitting here. I know you ret- I know you stare at your phone. I know you look at it. You saw me calling. I don't know what you're doing. But I want to know who let the dogs out. The more you said the, it, the more I giggled. And I then, I and then giggled. you left a message. And you, you did it a little bit. And you left a message. And you were like, Graham. I got your look. I just, I'm, I, I just, I'm going to tell you something. I love you like a brother, but what you, you're accusing me. You got all indignant, and then you start laughing. Oh, Graham, I can't commit to the bit or whatever. But it was your, your first. You did like maybe 45 seconds yeah. committing. Well, I got home and I was so tired, beat tired. But I said to you in your message, but I'm not too tired to call you and tell you that that bit just gave me so much joy to go to bed giggling like that. I knew you of all people that I know, anyone, any other friend of mine, a comedian, I could have called him and been, haha. But if I knew, committed that hard, I knew you. Yeah, you were right. You were, you were right. 
you were you were you were very right. Now, Graham, do you want to do you want to risk getting into like maybe like like I'm curious your opinion on this. It's something we talk about a lot, but you said it before, and I'm curious your opinion on it. Like it's a little. What do you say? It's like it could be like I'm curious your stance on this. So you casually use the word retarded. Oh, I, I you know have I, we talked about this before well, a little bit. I'm I'm I I understand that it's that I'm 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 trying to use it less. I'll be very honest with mm. you. I have used it a lot. I'm not going to say I don't use and I, I I'm using I'm trying to use it less because I get that it's offending people and 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 I don't want to be one of those comedians that's like, "Hey man, no bad ever you can everyone you get no. There's there's things you need to back off from. Like it it always it always bothers me when comedians say something, you know, and it's like, hey, dude, you crossed a boundary with me. And instead of just going, oh, my bad, I didn't know that was a sore spot for you. Because we all have sort of random mm-hmm. sore spots that I, I'm i not going to know what they are, you know. And I hate it when comics go, oh, fucking get away. Shut the fuck up. I'm not – we're not 19. We're grown men. Just admit you've crossed yeah. the line. And even I always feel that way. Uh, I don't give comedy an overall blanket of, oh, it's comedy. You know what bothers me more? Like, It's not about my – I would never discuss what comedians should and shouldn't be able to do. Obviously, there's nothing to discuss. Every comic should do it, everything they fucking want to do. Right. But I'm allowed to question it, and that's all I'm doing, not saying what they should. And when it, com- it doesn't bother me if a comedian has a different view than me. Right. And then we'll get back to the using the word retarded. But it doesn't bother me if a comedian has a completely different view than me. It bothers me when he isn't doesn't feel that way, and you and he goes, you go, oh, do you really feel that way? Nah, it's just for the act. Or well, I've had that happen over the years, and I always say, oh, then why don't you write a joke that explains the way you really feel, and then I know the answer. Oh, because that's hard. Yeah, you but don't doing know. what the masses might laugh at, mm-hmm. even though you're internally. And more intelligent, you'd have to really sit down and put your pen and try to think of a joke. But to do a generic joke that, you know, talks about maybe Chinese people with cameras, you know what I mean? That's right, easier right. to do. You know? well, my other thing, too, is like when comics say shit in just regular conversation, we all say, you know, offensive, crazy stuff to each other. And it's just like we're being – a lot of times we're being very ironic, like whoever can just say them. It's not the content of what we're saying. It's just who can cross the line right. furthest in a conversation, and I get that. But anytime I've said something and made a joke where, and someone goes, oh, hey, you know, like, ooh, that, that, that happened to my dad or whatever, I always go, oh, I'm so sorry. I was just I was just being a jackass comedian. I apologize. It drives me nuts when people won't go – they'll be like, come on. Like I was, I was having a conversation with a comic. I was on the road, and we were talking about uh, – you know, they had had a, a funeral for a soldier you know, in this small town. And that's that's something that's very near and dear to me because I've been on aircraft in Iraq where there's we've picked up flag draped coffins and I've and I've seen that stuff and it's up close. It's brutal. It's brutal to see up close. And this guy comes in and makes some uh, some dumb joke and I was like, dude, just back off. And then he goes, what are you, what, I can't say anything. Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I should just hand out a thing on stage telling, you know, asking the crowd what gets offensive. I go, we're not talking about on stage. I go, we were having a private conversation that didn't include you, interrupted it with something offensive, and now you won't shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, and That drive me crazy. And then he starts talking about something else that had to do with like uh, a, a fundraiser for some other organ, like like uh, pets or whatever. And I was, and the minute he did that, I go, oh, I'm going to fucking fuck a cat, set it on fire, and fucking yeah, fuck animals. They're stupid. And, he was, and, and, and I just kept saying the meanest shit I could. And he goes, okay, I get your point. I was like, see what I'm saying? That's your soft area. Pets are your soft yeah. area. And, and also, going back to the, the, you know, what a comedian isn't allowed to talk about, I take it incident by incident. I'm not saying that the comedian's always right or wrong. 
there, there's times when I tell when I would feel like saying to the audience or the person in the audience that's upset, "All right, yeah, just exactly. relax." It's of course. And then there's other times, and I think here's where a lot of people that I would not disagree with me, but would be like comedians, not good comedians, but would go, "What? It's comedy." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah, yeah. Joke by joke. There's some jokes like I, I heard a comedian once do a joke about 9/11. It wasn't about my sister-in-law. Even asked me, she goes, "Is 9/11 funny? Is everything funny?" And I said, "That's a great." I go, I "Have the answer." Any good comedian is not making a joke about how people lost their family. That no, that's not funny. But maybe something came out of it, like Dave Cross's joke about the people that worked at New York, New York, and Vegas. How they thought they had a little, hey, it's, it's a little closer to me. You know how people try right, to like right. take on other people's drama. Yeah. And there was something twisted funny. It's not, so I'm like, yeah, there is something. So if an audience yeah, member yeah. would be to like hear something, just a topic and go, oh, I'd be like, listen to what yeah, he's saying. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. That, uh, yeah. But, like, but I also, I want to end it on the other way because that way everyone always says, I also have times where I go, no, that comedian, that was uncalled for. That was not, that was not progressive. And that's when it leads me back. I just dropped the word retarded when I said it because I know for a fact it's going to be the Jerry's kids. You know, there was the yeah. same thing that happened. If somebody would drop something in a club. I think we've talked about this before. Someone would come in late. What do we have, Jerry's kids back there? And the first person that said, hey, you know, you, you might not want to say that. It, the, the, the bad, the wrong comedian, ah, oh, come on, I don't right. mean it that way. Yeah, we know you didn't mean it that way. But now we're educating you how yeah. that's how people uh, are receiving it. And, 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 and you know, like because – you know, it is a word I have used a lot and, and because people are starting to get more offended, I'll back off of it. And in the context of that bit, I was doing my internal dialogue. You right, know, right. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say something stupid like right. that. And but that's why I was hesitant to bring it up. Cause I didn't want to make it look like I was, I was curious of your stance on it, whether you said it or not. I'm not like, Hey, he came on the show. Yeah. I you know, I know, I, I know you're not being a retard. The other thing was someone pointed this out that those people are always quick to say, Oh, it was always all right. It was, it was all right. And then they look at it like we called retards or we called Jerry's kids or Jew me down. I always throw that in there too. And I think that might confuse certain people, but it's using someone's being as a adjective. And, and the other thing too, like, like, you know, if, if, if we're going to like, let's get rid of that word. Let's just say, what are you going to stop being, stop being a made off or why don't you or stop, stop being stupid? Even as okay. stop being, stop BPing. Like let's be, let's pick something that deserves it. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. what are you trumping yourself? Like, let's make fun of assholes who deserve That's it. A good point. Not people who were born with something. And the, we always used to, that is the worst argument with anything. When people say, when they're like, oh, we, we can't get rid of, um, you know, whatever coal coal mines because there's all, we've always used coal. People are making money. Oh, okay. So then we should all be using the Pony Express, right? Yeah. Nothing changes, and we should all be calling women broads and what you know what I mean? Like oh, I'm with you on this. Believe me. And t- I always say time. I hope I'm using the right word. I always say time does not equal validity. Right, right. I've been doing this forever. Okay, well, people have been beating their kids forever. Yeah, it's so right that- or wrong. It's right or wrong. It's just. A, but but going back to that, my friend had a good point. Whenever you correct somebody, and look, I, I say this a lot. We might have talked about this on the show, but I, but I but I enjoy talking about it. Um, whenever you go to correct somebody about that using that word, or it could be a, the 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 so falls in the category that's gay. I think people's reaction is usually this: I'm a pretty intelligent person, and I'm pretty forward thinking. You're pushing it with me a little. And you're like, no, I know you had that set up, right. but you're wrong. You're wrong. And I'll t- and they always go, oh, all of a sudden, everybody's so sensitive. And my friend figured it out. Yeah, you know who's sensitive? The person you're correcting. And you think, well, why would they be sensitive? Because you're telling them that something they're doing might not be 
that is something a smart person would do. Right. So you're questioning their being. So when they're when you're telling them not to say one of those words and they go, ah, everyone's so sensitive. Yeah, you, you are. Yeah, it's okay, but you—it's you are so off mm-hmm. on who's sensitive. You're being corrected, and if you look at the history of every time one of those wor- words is debated, twenty years later, you go, "Would you say Jerry's kids now if somebody dropped something?" No, you're aware they're brilliant people that can't express themselves. You don't use it as right. But back then, there were those people. Oh, I don't mean it that. I don't right. mean it that way. Well, so, well, okay. Now you know. So now change it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, yes, we've all been on stage and we've gotten crowds that were too, you know, whatever, PC, and they get offended too easily. And yeah, that is annoying when they're just like, oh, oh, over everything. You're like, mm-hmm. come on. I, I, you know, I made fun of the name of a strip club. Like, don't make fun yeah. of strippers. No, let's let's do that. I say that about the PC, what I always say is, and again, many times I want to tell an audience, obviously, I'm a comic, you're a comic, right. I want to go fucking listen to the joke. Yeah, don't. listen to the whole joke. Or or I feel like, no, they were right. What I'm, what I'm saying is PC is not always right. Wrong. Some audiences are too PC, right. but I want to. I, I like to say, you know what? Some PC is good. It, you know, I think it's good that a comedian. Uh, I remember thirty years ago, a comedian would make a joke about someone breaking into his house. Mm-hmm. No one questioned it. He would be like, you know, yeah, I'm coming in. Yeah, what's going on in here? Yeah, he drew a black voice. He exactly. drew a black voice. No one thought about it. Well, then one day, what happened is somebody in the audience was like. And they rightfully so. Like, if someone did that now, this is 25 years ago. If think if you did that now amongst an intelligent crowd, right. inwardly, a lot of people would go, that's weird that it had to be a black guy. Yeah. That's good that that's, they think that way. There's that, when they're right. Like, society they, evolving. Yeah. And I think what happens is people, uh, they use certain words or they, they're, they're, they'll say something is prejudiced or homophobic. And what happens to them, they think they use it around their friends where they're safe. And then one day, even one of their friends, they'll say something. They'll be like, whoa, like you, one of their friends that you thought you were safe with. And instead of just going, oh, maybe I need to change. They're like, oh, what? You're all that's, of a sudden. That's the thing that drives me crazy. All of a sudden, you're growing and you're, 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 you're being a forward thinker. Come on. What are you changing your mind? Yeah. You're, what are you're, you, liberal? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. You can't change your mind. Like, yeah, you can't change your mind. And people can't admit they're wrong. I want to kick them in the throat. Speaking of kids, because, you know, I, on my, on the, when I did a comedy and everything else with Jimmy and Steph, I was always obsessed with the – that I think, you know, the spanking of the children is completely wrong. But I don't want to talk about it on the show anymore. But what if the kid's retarded? Then you got to sp- – <laughs> You do. No, that is true. No, 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 no. That is true. Is Chris laughing? Um, by the way, once you establish your feelings on all this stuff, then you can make any joke you want because then people know where it's coming from. Right. That's my oldest thing in the world. People, I think some people hear me. They go, Todd, I, the stuff you say off stage, yeah, amongst people that know what my gut is right, about. Right, my real poly- – yes. And off stage, like I'm Jewish. I'll drive around my neighborhood. I wouldn't do it with a new person I didn't know because they don't know what's in my soul, my fiber. But once you know in my fiber, I don't care what anybody is. Yeah, I'll drive around my neighborhood. I'll see one Jewish person wearing a yarmulke and go, ah, the Jews are swarming everywhere. Right. That's that's not the same thing. Right. That's making fun of that type of behavior. Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. You know that. No. You don't? What? What? That you're Jewish? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I used to lie and say I was uh, half Jewish just because we had a little bit of a problem growing up in one area because we were Jewish. So then I just started lying and saying I was half Italian, and I did it for years. And then Judd Apatow told me that I was uh, affectionately. He told me, you know, not giving me right. that hard of a time. You're a, he goes, are you a self-hating Jew? Like, you don't – I go, No. I go, I just said that because I don't want people to stereotype me. I used to say I was half Italian. People would always say they saw the Italian in me, which at a very young age said more than 
that. It really said a lot. Right. They're like, look at people. They see the Italian in me. Shut up, you know? Uh, <laughs> and so then I started telling people that they were, after Judd said that, I would try to, you know, people, like a month later, casually, someone go, what's your background? I would say, um, I'm half Jewish. And they go, what's the other half? I go, and that's the moment where I had to, I go, the other half? Jewish. <laughs> I'm all Jewish, <laughs> but I broke it to them in halves. <laughs> I'm half Jewish, half Jewish. So you're all Jewish. I guess so. Two halves. Aye, aye. Well, anyway, so um, that was a nice even conversation. A difference between, I mean, a stereotypical person for half Jewish and full Jewish. Well, they think when the Italian that they saw in me was, you know, sometimes uh, what was back? This is so long ago. I was 19 when I was do- started doing this, and maybe even younger. Whatever, just maybe so a temper. Like, oh, he's Italian. He's yeah, the kid. Italian or something, or, you know, if it was very manic. You know, they'd be like, ah, that's Italian. It's cooler when it's Italian as opposed to, oh, <laughs> that's the stereotypical joke. Oh, Havana Gila. I love that song, Havana Gila. Um, but anyway, so karaoke version. Oh, you, oh wait, hold on, hold on. I got to play one more song that I really like. Play the, uh, the. it's all, this just has a good ramp up. Again, if I was on the treadmill and the person next to me, mm-hmm. but would you would you hear this song and be embarrassed? Crank up the, uh, do you have that one? Which one? Diana Ross? Yeah. And the Supremes? Go play this one, nice and loud. Here's my favorite part. Hold on. Here it is. Is it the Supremes? Nice. Any of that old Motown stuff that Barry Gordy produced a lot of it, it's awesome. Like old Supreme stuff is so great, man. It's 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 got such a like again, it's a high production value. You can feel this huge yes. fifty piece band behind them, like just filling up an auditorium. It's a, it's awesome, and their voices like just it's great. We were doing the old go to uh, with me and Rory one week. Uh, get get that music, get that song ready again. That's coming in a little weird. It's not coming in with a good. Play it again, just real for one second. The beginning part of it, that Supreme song. Okay. Okay, do it again. 8.45, quarter to nine. We got some good stuff coming up today. <laughs> I always say it's 8.45, quarter to nine. Give it, uh, do it, it's do 45 it. past the hour. And we'll be right back. Do, 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 it's 45 past the hour. We got K-Jabs coming up. Bobby the Chinaman on the after the nine o'clock time. We'll be right back after this. We got a lot going on today. We got the final winner. Uh, we're going to give away two free tickets to the improv. And then also Bobby Miyamoto's here today. And he's going to be, how you doing, Bobby? Great. All righty. We'll come back. We'll talk to Bobby Miyamoto. <laughs> Eddie. I was just being the laughing sidekick that just said oh. everything in the morning, morning radio. Oh, ready? So anyway, we got a lot going on today. <laughs> Stop! Stop! Oh my god, 
got that got funnier. <laughs> the more you laugh, just, don't, 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 don't. We would do that because we do that on comedy film. There's we 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 did it. We haven't done it in a long time. We we would just break into this morning team of uh, coffee at Jam Jam, <laughs> and we would just and Chris starts saying, hey, "All right, we're gonna be at you know Toyota of Glendale." Oh wait, hold on. Do the thing with Sinatra where he talks into the music like Eddie Pepitone and I were doing that week. Like you you have so much time to talk into the music, you can just keep doing it till you okay. get it right. You know, so go ahead, go ahead. Uh, you'll say, uh, okay, so uh, you go, uh, you go, we'll be right back. The music comes on, and then you talk through it to the bridge, you know, till the words come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. All right, we're going to be rocking and rolling all morning long. Ty Glass, Bobby the Chinaman. Here we go. So Eddie was, I can't believe I'm referencing other shows like this, but Eddie was saying, what if you were a DJ right to the end? So you're like, everybody, there's a nuclear holocaust, everything, we're all melting. Hey, let's take us out with a little Sinatra. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't do it right. I didn't talk into the, do it again. Ready? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, there's chemicals all being sprayed throughout the, I couldn't think of anything. Shut it off. Chemicals being sprayed all throughout the air. No, I got one. I got one. I won. You're DJ to the end. Things have gone bad. Okay. Bad. They're bad. All right. The zombie apocalypse is here, you guys. There's about six or seven of us left over to live. Zombies are going to be knocking on the door. We'll take you out a little Frankie Blue Eyes. Seems so good. So good. All right. <laughs> so good. Oh, no, that was Rory Scofield, the, the, the horrible DJ. Go play it again. talking to the whole Horrible song. DJ. All right, so it's 845, quarter to nine. We're going to be right back with this. we got a lot going on tonight. Hey, remember, we're going to be down at the Comedy Club next week giving away tickets. Everything's going to be good. And remember, if you'd like to help out some homeless pets in the homeless shelter, come on down to the park. Me, Casey, all the morning team's going to be there. And what's going to happen is you're going to adopt the dog. We're going to have the dog right there. Can come down, take a look at the dog. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Also, we're going to have hamburgers, hot dogs. Everything's going to be great. So come on down there. Also, we're going to be out of Potemkin Chevrolet. It's going to be fun. And we're going to go to Dell Chevrolet. Three dealerships in one day, wherever you go. We're going to make it so you can get a free car. All you got to do is fill out the paperwork. Come on in. You'll get a free car with hot dogs, hamburgers, everything going for you. And don't forget, Thursdays are big Bella de ball. We're going to be coming down there. Everything's going to be a lot of fun. I'm just trying to think of background stuff to say. Anyway, we'll be <laughs> reaching out. That was hard with me. We went to three dealerships. You went to every goddamn dealership. I was just referencing anything from my past. (laughs) Dell Chevrolet. (laughs) Welsh Subaru, you know? Oh, my God. That guy just laughing like that. That's all he does. He's a psychic. He just laughs. How long has he been on that show? Oh, 18 years. He was there in the beginning. (laughs) Oh, they've had different... They've had different... Host with him? No, they've. Had, I think they've had probably like different, like you know, the weather and traffic girls. You know, Bill Dwyer's bit. It's like Frosty Flapjack with Helen. You know? <laughs> yeah, they always have the, the most. The girl who tr- she tries to read the, seriously the news, and they always interrupt her. And she yeah. gets frustrated. I that, love doing that. Yeah, it's like you can have an excuse to interrupt. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that made any sense. Anyway, uh, so uh, let's do the Tina Turner here. I like that song. That's a great song. Okay, here we go. You ready? Okay, can you give me some? <laughs> I maybe have to hear her sing it again. When I was okay, <laughs> here we go. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> I'm really trying. When I was a little <laughs> I had a rag doll. What am I doing with my head? That only doll was ever owned. Now I love you just the way I love that rag doll. Only now I love has 
grown. Uh-huh. And it gets stronger. All right, that's enough. I'm not doing anything. That was, it was, was that Charlie Callis? Who was that? Who was that? What I heard. Right, you try it. Okay. Now, you might go, I wouldn't I'm, go out for this. I always make everything an audition because sure. it makes it. You might go, Todd, I wouldn't go out for this audition. It's a lot of money. And you don't have to do a great one. In the, in this movie, it's. But the, you want me to really commit. You don't want me to do a Well, wacky you're, you're voice. trying to do the best you can do. Even if it's bad, that's what this is. You want scene me to really is. try, though. For, for, to, for what, honestly, Thank you. Okay, I'm going to really try. Thank you. Hey, okay. can I ask you a question? I'm not even joking around. Yeah. Let me ask you off mic. Can you turn the mics off? And then we'll do this bit. Did you find out and let the dogs out? No. I, I thought. I, I got to tell you, it wasn't don't me. Don't bring it up. I think it was Bobby. Can I tell you why? <sighs> Bobby Miyamoto let the dogs out. I don't want to relive this. All right, forget it's, it. Let's just do this no, bit. We'll really, talk about it later. It's really difficult. You keep bringing it up. I want to know. The, but I, I can't keep chasing these fake leads. Like, if you know who. I if you, Bobby, no, 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 I'm being serious. If you really know who let the dogs out. Then tell me, but okay. you no, know, no. But you, you've called me every day with I think it's Bobby Miyamoto. I think it's Doug Benson. Uh, you know what I mean? Like who? Oh, Jimmy Dore. Maybe he let the dogs out, and then you give me this. I, I. It's you know what? It, every time you call me with that, do you know what it does for me emotionally? It's like reliving it over and over of who let the dogs out? Who? Graham. Who? Who? It goes into my soul every time. And what I are you guys I, talking I, about? Hey, Bobby. Look at my eyes. Tell people so they know that I'm not having this. Like, I think I know who let the dogs out. Do you really talk? Look, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not. Who I'm was not it? Saying, your, listen, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're trying to be. Listen, I'm not saying you're trying. Okay, okay. Who was at your house Friday night? It was Bobby Miyamoto. Okay, when did I leave? You left Friday afternoon. Are you saying that and, I let the dogs out? Yeah, Bobby, you let the fucking dogs out. I didn't out. let no fucking dogs out. Bobby, don't wait, put wait that shit look, on You me. stare at him and do his soul, Bobby, and you look into him in Bobby, his eyes. Bobby, I'm not, I'm not, maybe you didn't do it intentionally, Graham. and I'm not coming down on you. We're I friends. I did not let the dogs out. He let the dogs out. He let the dogs out. How do you I, know this? Okay, See, this now you, left, you know what you're doing? No, like, I'm you not know how doing, long we've been friends? You're doing this to me and Bobby? You're ruining my podcast. I'm ruining, I'm just telling, I told you not to bring this up and you I'm brought, telling you that you're ruining my podcast because you told me you I'm not. telling you, you're not listening to the facts. Just listen to what I'm saying, Graham. Turn the mics you, off. Why would you bring this up? Turn the fucking mics off. Why would off. you bring this up? Who, when did I leave your house when I was there on Friday? It was Friday if it was about 3.30 or 4 okay, o'clock. Okay, okay. Then when did he leave? Bobby left, I think, about 8.30 or 9. And the dogs were in. Well then, but but it doesn't even matter if they were. If I left before him, then how could I have let the dogs out? I never said you're letting the dogs out. I'm saying you. I'm, I didn't. I want you. You said I let the dogs out. I was asking if you do. Oh, uh, let's you, take a break. No, 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 no. no, no, no. You, you, you can't bring this shit up and then let's take a break. You fucking started this. I asked you, Todd. Do you know who let the dogs out? Do you know? Bobby. Who? Oh, no, what, you know, you have no compelling you evidence. No proof that I let. Well, the dogs it wasn't out. me. Oh, so you're just trying. Those to are just... some pretty heavy okay. accusations. Do you think? Todd so you're just, you're just shut up, Bobby. Hey, hey, hey! You don't shut you... up, Miyamoto over there. You don't wait a minute. Well, See, why? I'm innocent. The dogs wanted out. Why are you? But I did not wait, wait let them what out. What does that mean? Thank you. They Thank you. Wanted out. Thank you. But Thank I was you. not the one who let them out. Oh, it seems so cool. I don't think they wanted it to get out. Wanted it. Who? Let the dogs out. I don't know, Graham. Okay, then the, this, this is this is a weird thing. Graham, can no, I no, interrupt? No, 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 let me no, interrupt. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I need to finish this. This point. is this show sucks. This does fucking suck. You bring this shit up. You tell me what we you you have no compelling evidence for Bobby. You just want me to to not accuse you. I think that's weird. List. That's pretty guilty. Okay, maybe you're, I no, should you're say it differently. Guilty. You're, you're right. acting guilty. You're right. Let me say it differently. Doesn't the fact that I left your house 
and the dogs were still in, at least prove I didn't do it. You're right. After I left, I don't know if Bobby let the dogs out. Thank you. I don't. I have never directly. Thank you. I have, I have never directly well, accused you. I have never directly accused you of letting the dogs out. Todd? You know I'm. Todd, I know you didn't let the. I'm, you know. I, you know. I just want to know if you knew who did. That's my only question. Is you, I have one question. It's who let the dogs out. Okay, I have two questions. The second question is, was I? <laughs> Very legitimate question. I didn't. Let's take a break. We'll do the let's, Diana Ross song. Or, let's take some. Let's, let's, let's take do you want to just do this? All right. Let's take a break. all different people that's what we love that's what that song is about it's i like this i I, all different people like to do different things that's what the show's always been about it's always about this is like a benetton ad you know what i mean thank you i gotta thank you for what just happened off the air and it took a big person to do what you did and i'm gonna really compliment you that i admire i know that was nervous for you to do it was not easy graham let the dogs out we figured it out he didn't realize he left the dogs out tell everybody what happened okay Here's what happened. Uh, you came there. We were having fun with the dogs inside. Mm-hmm. Bobby came over. All three of us were just, we were just, you know, hanging out. We were playing cards and everything like that. Then you left. Okay. Around 4.30. Then, 4.30, 4, 4.45. Yeah, somewhere in there. Maybe 4. I, lo- I left. Well, wait, wait, I had, if I left at 4, what time was I? I know I had to be somewhere at five, and then you said it took fifteen. I probably left at like four fifty in that area, like ten to five. No yeah, you're like, yeah, so we we're like, I'm running late, I'm running late, and it was like ten to five. It was ten to five, yeah, because I wouldn't know, because I remember thinking I'm. It was probably more quarter up, but anyway, no, it's not even a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So quarter up. So quarter up, and then you know, well, it was 
It doesn't even matter. What am I? I, th- I left at 4.30. I'm sorry. I left at 4.30. I no, remember. No, no, it was 4.45. Can I tell you how I remember? Because I remember thinking, great, I'll get there and I'll have 15 minutes early. And then you said it was 15 minutes. And then I thought if I left at 4.30, I'd get there quarter of five and I only had to be there at five. But it doesn't even matter. Just fucking finish your story. Okay. But you, you left at probably 4.30, 4.40. I left there at 4.30. Ish. Yeah. Yeah, 435, 440. 4, 4, 4, 4.30-ish. Yeah, 4.40, 4.45. All right, what do you, you have to be right. I'm not, I'm just. All right, t- tell them, look, I don't want to pick my battles okay, here. Okay, okay. Thank you for admitting you let the dogs out. Well, what, did, what, what Can I. Can I ask you a question? Does it bother you that I took the bit this way where you have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, it's got to go. Graham's like, I didn't fucking let those dogs out, right? I don't think that I did. I don't think the bit goes. <laughs> I got to be honest. I stopped you because I made the bit go. You didn't let those dogs out. Yeah. You don't know who did. I don't know who did. And you I, think it was Bobby or me? Be honest. In no, all, no. Yeah, all, in yeah. all seriousness, and if, if you had to guess, you. you, you really think it was me? You don't see through his bullshit over there. You, I you, you. You. You, 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 what? You let the dogs out. You, 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 you. I think it was Bobby. I think it was you. You, you, you let the dogs out. No. Todd. No, you're just trying to create reasonable doubt with me. Oh, shut I can up. See right That's exactly that. what this, oh, this, both this, this, of this, you. this is my problem. Because you, instead of just denying, hey, I didn't do it, which is what an innocent man would do, guilty man, guilty man tries to create, as Robert just said, reasonable doubt. All right, let's move on. Yeah. I let the dogs out. <laughs> That's all I wanted, Todd. Why, when I why, left why? your house, I went through the back gate. Because I didn't want to say goodbye to everybody at the party. You know how? Right, yeah. You know, you just want to sneak out. And that's how the dogs got out. I let the dogs out. Did you see them or are you just, you're just guessing this? I know. Well, I left the back gate open. So you left the gate open, but you didn't know. Okay. See, Todd, that's what I'm saying. It was just an honest mistake. That's when I first called you. All I needed you to say is, oh, my God, Graham. If you would have just said, Graham, you know what? When I left, I, I left the gate open, so they probably got out. Then I would say, okay, it's an honest mistake. But when you're being all evasive, all right. I think you deliberately did it. You're right. You know what I mean? That's weird. No, no. I di- oh, no, I didn't deliberately do no, it. That's what I'm saying. But when you were acting evasive, right, I, right. I thought you were, you did deliberately do it. Bobby, do you have any road dates you want to plug? <laughs> anyway, because I know that's what he was thinking over there. I really like to plug my, um, okay, so Tina Turner. Let's do it. You ready? Am I Can singing? you put some reverb in his uh, voice? Bobby, you're next. And, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm, I actually, I, I'm a classically trained singer, so. Are you? Yeah, yeah. No, no. I don't want to follow that then. That's yeah. all right. That's oh, okay. you want to go next? No, I, no I, I, I'm a cra- I'm a, I can do it. Go. I can go do it. Go ahead. <clears throat> oh, wow, wow, wow. Oh, a little reverb in his mic. Mm. <clears throat> oh, it's in his mic. <clears throat> when I was a little girl, I had a red doll. The only doll I ever owned. Now. I love you just the way I love the ragdoll. Only my love has grown. And it gets stronger in every way. And it gets deeper, let me say. And it gets higher day by day. I love you, my oh my River deep, mountain high 
said faded out. <laughs> you can't fade? That's all right. That was so funny. Could you do it again like Libby? If she was, uh, she wanted, oh, the guy that jazzed? Libby Lionel. dates the guy Lionel and she lets her sing. Yeah. Oh, can you play that again? Yeah, and you yeah. talk a little bit. Hold on. Um, maybe your vamp, uh, you talk to the audience a little? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, a little bit. Maybe uh, I should go over and do the uh, background on the, on the thing. So you'll put a lot of reverb in his mic as he's talking, and then when you want to start the song... Okay. You, you, well, you first know. she's going to get introduced by the owner of the jazz club. And there's a few blank <laughs> seconds. Okay, you'll talk. Okay. A little, she has the band like we do in the background as she's talking. She just finished the song and whatever. Well, first she's going to get introduced okay. by Lionel. Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome to Lionel's Jazz Club in Long Beach, California. Right off the 710 freeway. We got a special treat for you tonight. Uh, he, he plugs it way too much. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have to say all that yeah. shit. That's so unprofessional yeah. right before he brings yeah. up. <laughs> right right up the 710 freeway. freeway. Don't forget we got a, a, a Sunday jazz brunch. You know what I mean? We got classes for everything. And next month, we just got to confirm... We're going to have a comedy show with Todd Glass and his Chinese buddy, Bobby Miyamoto. It's going to be a tremendous show. Todd is confirmed. And, of course, you've, you've been, no, I'm not doing the gig, and I'm just, I'm already saying that you're going to do it. Hey, is there reverb in his mic? I'm over here. I can't hear. Yeah. That's all I give a shit about in life. <laughs> right, get back in your character. <laughs> so we got a tremendous show. We got a special treat for you. While the band is taking five, I'm going to bring uh, a wonderful lady that has just made my life complete uh, with all of her uh, gratitudes, uh, multitudes of love that she's been spreading around. You know what I mean? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I think y'all, a lot of y'all already know her because we bet, we bet. I'm not going to say it. I love this woman. Oh, that's right. She's coming on stage, baby, getting a bad tune up. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Here comes Libby. Hello, Lionel. Uh, I just thank you so much for letting me for letting me come up here and, and sing. Oh, the band is giving me hello. Aren't you? That's a little loud. Um, oh, this is one of my favorite songs. You know what I mean? Y'all love when I was a little girl. I had a rag doll. It's the only doll I ever owned. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of dolls. We were poor and it just didn't have the money. Now I love you just the way I love the rag doll. 
Only my love has grown. Not too big. She starts talking too much. <laughs> she talks way too much. That's what she does. <laughs> and it gets stronger in every way. But it could be stronger than that. But you know what I mean? If it was reinforced more, I feel like I'm doing everything. You know what I mean? When you build something and the construction guy, you pay him the money, he doesn't build it the way you want him to, and then he still tries to charge you full price. I think it's ridiculous. River deep. <laughs> Mountain high! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I lost, would you cry? I think this microphone smells like old pickles. I don't like the smell of the microphone. It's hard to sing when it smells. A pickle in the right way is delicious. But this way it's not. I don't like it at all. When, when you were young, a boy, did you have a puppy? My mother wouldn't let us have puppies. You know what I mean? They would come around. I wanted them. My sister wanted them. But my father said, no puppies. We could never have a puppy. You imagine telling a little girl you can't have a puppy. I tell you, who lets me have a puppy? That's my main man, Lionel. He's an angel. And a little bit of a rock and roller, if you know what I mean. Because it flows. It gets deeper, baby. That's my boy, Lionel. And heaven knows. I feel like I'm becoming a woman again. All right, end abruptly because that's he can't fade. Oh, you can fade. Oh, my God, Graham. Oh, hold on. Turn my echo off. One of the things that, that was great about the last time I was on the show is fans who listen to comedy film nerds and mm-hmm. the show. Because uh, I do horrible accents on comedy film nerds, several people were like, "Graham, I'm amazed that your accents your accents are so bad on comedy film nerds, and yet your characters Lionel and Libby are." Amazing. They're amazing. And you know what? I love Libby because I love asking questions about Libby because it helps me enjoy the, the whole thing. <laughs> like, while you were singing, uh, wait, my mic sounds a little funny. Well, maybe not. Um, like, the, the, the crowd, when she's doing it, do they, do they like her or does she? I think they love her. I the think band, it, though, get, can't take it because she goes off the song and they don't know where to pick back up. Or Yeah, I think the band just is kind of like, oh, the owner, the Lionel, you know, it's his lady. So we got we to gotta let this happen. Yeah, and she you, talks about a puppy. She goes, oh, I wanted a puppy. puppy. In the middle of the song. I want to not have a puppy as a little girl. You know what I mean? <laughs> I should tell you, a little girl, she can't have a puppy. Oh, people are like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the band is like, what? What do we... Like, it's probably a band that's, like, really first-rate, plays with amazing oh, singers. Oh, that's what I was thinking. Like, they're good. They're really good. And right. They're, and they're just like, you know, it's like... it's like, And they're, they're pros, like... Like, like the way comics, we trade stories about some crazy gig. They're going to go, dude... I work fucking Lionel's. He pays good money. The place is packed, but we got up this girlfriend. This like seventy-eight oh. year old woman gets up there. When she, I was a he, little, she girl. sings like, and then she goes and starts telling stories in the middle of the song. So we just sit up there and jam, but we we make more money on that night than we do. We, you know what I mean? Like the Libby sells the joint out. Like I think it's become a thing. Like cookie jar in Vegas. Yes, it's, exactly. It's like it's people go there or like Marty and Elaine. You yeah, know what I mean? I remember it's like, them. You, Are they still? They still. Well, I don't know. I haven't been to Marty and Lane in years, but it's like that. Marty, for those listening, Marty and Lane was this like lounge act in Silver Lake that would wear these sequin outfits, and they were so amazing. Like the only person that ever topped them in my mind was Cookie Jar. Like they were so great, and they, you know, uh, they would say he was a showgirl. He went to Vegas, and that, that they would sing cheesy songs, and it was awesome. And some, you know, hipsters would go there to kind of mock them, and I would be like, no. 
No, they need to be celebrated. That's so funny you say that because I agree. I heard Greg Fitzsimmons on his show talking about going to see Cookie Jar, and he said it just so properly. Like, you don't go. It's 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 unbelievable. You're witnessing greatness. It is. And it, it, it's it, yes. There's always that uh, you wonder. You know what I mean? Like with Cookie Jar, I always wonder. You know how much of a shtick is it? How much? It doesn't matter. That character is real. With him, it is. And, and, and you know, and I say the same thing with Marty and Elaine. Like they're this married couple. They've been playing. They've been a lounge act for years, and they love what they're doing. And and when I would go there, and I, a couple times I would take like girls there, like dates or whatever. Somebody like, oh, they're so horrible. It's great. I'm like, no, they're not horrible. They're awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're great. And, and, and they're, they're, they're playing, they're a lounge act and they love what they're doing. And just because what, what, like, unless it's, you know, in a, in a big stadium, it doesn't count or, or they got to have great, amazing voices. I would rather have people there that are more genuine than someone who has an amazing voice. That's like an asshole on stage or doesn't love what they're doing or they're making millions of dollars and they're complaining, you know, like, like Celine Dion is good. That's what you're talking about, right? Like Celine Dion. <laughs> why do why did Biden know nothing about? What she she just annoy everybody. I, I, you know, she's got an amazing voice, and so I don't. What know. What is it with me? I always feel like she doesn't have soul. And maybe if I saw her show, I'd go like from just passing by her on. You know, she's on a show, or I see her. Sure. I don't know. It doesn't seem like she exudes soul. But someone that's educated, if someone told me, no, 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 you have to. This is why she's famous. There's a reason. Here's what she does. Or would someone that know? Not that someone knows a lot about music is the end all, but they'll help you get into. The, would they go? Yeah, you're right. She doesn't have soul. Or am I? I, I don't know. I don't know that much about music. What I have heard people who are singers say is that her voice is amazing. Like she has a range, and she can hit all these octaves or whatever. Could it be she has all that and no soul maybe or it could be she has everything you're saying and soul and i'm wrong and i'm not even joking i don't know it. i don't know i don't see soul there you don't see it you don't see soul you just see I, I i i understand the good voice yeah but you don't feel like her music and and, and like neil diamond to me has soul like you can feel yeah. that yes and by the way i'm not a big i'm not a believer of you know we're talking about the old music i do love that old music not even knowing a lot about music, I'm going to go out on a limb and say there's still great fucking music because I bet it's like comedy. When someone yeah. that doesn't know about comedy, comedy 50 years ago, God, my, my voice, I think, sounds so funny. Uh, there was always a small percentage of comedy was good, about 10% of it, and then 90% of it sucks, and that's been the same. It's not like people go back in the 50s about everything. Comedy, yeah, a lot of comedy sucked, and we're talking about the brilliant ones that were the 10%. So I would imagine that there's music today that's still being produced that is unbelievable. Of course. Absolutely. I, I'm not one of these, like, only things from the past are better. I'm yeah. saying, you know, like when we were talking about the Supremes or Tina Turner, that was a specific style of music that came out of a certain town and a certain era that just isn't duplicated ever again. Just, is anybody doing anything? Like just not- like, 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 like Lenny Bruce's act. If you did Lenny Bruce's act today, it's not groundbreaking at all. He, you know what I mean? He got thrown in jail for saying cocksucker. You know what I mean? But at the time, what he was saying, I mean, actually, that's not true. Some of his act would still be groundbreaking, but like the the, the pushing, uh, you know, words and boundaries and stuff like that, you know, at the time, it was amazing. And I think like there's there's plenty of great music being made today. You know what I mean? It's the same. It's I agree with you. It's the 10%. We don't hear the 90% of crappy music that's not still being played. Right. You know, That's what I always say. Like when people go back then, you talk about, you know, uh, the, whether it was the Rolling Stones or whether you talk about the Beatles or whether you talk about yeah, there was you know, 50. Johnny Cash. But uh, then you forget uh, Shamalama Ding Dong. Yeah. Yeah. Shamalama yeah. Ding Dong. Shamalama Ding Dong. That was a fucking song. Yeah, the so. Everly Brothers. 
Were they now? What were they? Were they? Would they, they were be, the fifties, early sixties. You know what I mean? Like, would they be in, in hindsight? Were they good or were they not? They weren't that great. They you know what I mean? What like, was one of their songs? Um, Could you sing it as Libby? Do I love you? No, I don't know. I can't. I'm remember just kidding. I'm just funny. kidding. Um, well, I'm, you know, I'm surprised that I never know where my friend's stances are going to be. I'm guessing we're sort of morphing into this thing is that like talking about back then is like, I thought about it last week. I think our pro we'd have a perfect world if I think a lot of adults are our problem. Like I think in, we, we, we create the perfect world if there's adults that respect that we can learn a lot from kids and kids that know there's things to be learned from adults but that whole big myth of adults going you know ah if it was only no you're not so well the the other thing too like when people are these kids today it's like well they're living in the world that you helped create right like i remember being in college and hearing like my college professors like are you kids yet and i was like it's your world i just i just stepped into your world that you created so acting like everything was peaceful Look, look, I'm, I sound like a broken record with this, but sometimes I get more clarity on it, so I enjoy talking about it to make sure what I'm saying makes sense. So I recently, as I always think about this, exactly what you just said, that they're acting like everything was all right, and then yes, yes. mayhem ensued. Well, maybe it's because you, it, to me, it's like, can you mind fuck people for how long? And once they figure out that they're not being treated right, will, will everything explode? That sounds funny to say that. Yeah. Does. Like, hey, if we tell everyone they're not equal... Right. And we tell women they're not equal because why would you want to do that? Well, it makes life easier for white guys. So we're going to tell women this. We're going to tell black people this. We're going to tell gay people this. Now, if they ever all found out that it was bullshit, that they were equal, would mayhem ensue? Well, imagine going, no, of course it would. Yeah, That's yeah. what we're fucking living right now. Yeah, yes. Everybody figured out everything and it wasn't fair. Right. And I know I, I get a little bleh, but. um, No, it, this is this Occupation Wall Street thing. It's like, oh, these kids today, what? They're fucking. They're they're revolting against your bullshit. Mm-hmm. Who, who who's that's and these kids today they're apathetic and all they do yeah. is play video games. Okay, who who created those video games? Yeah, and and, and also I'm not saying that we're that, that kids today are perfect either. I'm just thinking it's time they get defended. They get shit on enough. And it, it's like when older people say back then you stayed. I still hear people say it. And by the way, I wouldn't repeating be repeating it if only. People that were really, really dumb said it. Hey, some of my friends say things that I know are intelligent, but I think they say things that are, man, you're you're smarter than that. And that's why I'm saying it, because some people that are assuming, assumingly, is that the right word? Yeah. Intelligent. Um, sta- I have a friend that's staying together for his kids. Oh, yeah. And you know why that works? Remember back in the day, they go, back then we stayed together. Yeah, and, and maybe what happened was the product of like what you're saying, a lot of kids that are fucked up. Because if you don't think staying together... In an unhappy marriage, the kid, you're basically going, hey, will your kids notice it, you think? No, no, kids don't. They don't smell it. Oh, they don't? Yeah, yeah. Why? Because kids are dumb. So you stayed together for your kids. And no, you fucking didn't. That ruined your kids. Yeah. That ruined your kids. Being being raised in a, no, even if you weren't hit and there was not, being raised in a, in a not a very loving family. And I, and I know loving families yell and they scream. That's not what I'm talking about. But when you're raised with two people. I know a girl that's a product of it, raised in a home, no love between her parents, not times of tumultuousness or whatever, no love at all. And now she's fucking paying the price for that. And it angers me. And I like both of her parents. I can't accept them at another level. I really like them. But at times I look at them and go, you didn't have the fucking right to do that. I'm not mad at you because you couldn't stay married. I'm not mad at you because you had good times and bad times because you knew it wasn't working. And you were too stupid to realize that this was not doing your daughter any good. Well, let's, I'm reading – I like reading biographies. I'm reading the Vince Lombardi biography, which is great. And he was like a lot of uh, 
you know, powerful, successful men. He, he, you know, was very driven and determined and obviously was a great football coach. And, and, but you know, his wife, you didn't know this, she was an alcoholic and she just drank because he was so driven and he was never home. And he was like, you know, shut up, Marie, he'd bark at her and he was not the greatest dad and all this stuff. And that old, like, you just stand by your man, just, and, 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 and he also would say things like, according to this biographer, like, Come on, Marie, you don't have willpower. Like that's how he that's how you deal with alcoholism back then. Just get willpower. Like all oh, any addict will tell you, oh, really? Just, that's what I need, just more willpower. Just get a backbone, junkie. You know, like and 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 so so uh, you know, she you look at it now and you go, Yeah, he was a great football coach. He was a motivator of men and not the best husband ever. She probably should have gotten a there. I mean, had she gotten into AA and he, he got into it like Al Anon or something, maybe they could have kept it together. His kids are I've seen them in interviews, they're just like, I hate football, you know? And and that whole thing. And and also too, you know, like Louis C.K.'s got that bit in his act about people uh, they complain about technology. And he's like, it's wasted. It's a funny bit. But he goes, it's wasted on this useless generation. And it's like uh, these kids didn't ask for cell phones. They were thrown upon them by business people trying to make money. And yes, there is a certain degree of responsibility. Uh, like I, I, voting is a big thing with me. And when, when I hear 18 to 25-year-olds vote in like the – 20 percentile it makes me mad because i couldn't wait to turn 18 to vote like you do have a responsibility as an individual to fucking figure shit out you know Mm -hmm. but but so much of it is thrust upon them they were raised by this air you know 55 percent divorce rate you know like our generation was the least parented generation up to that up to that Mm -hmm. point and it's and it doesn't mean it has to be perfect now that's not my point for people that are listening that don't overall agree with us to go to start now writing a list of things that are bad about today's generation no no we're not implying it's Mm -hmm. perfect we're just saying a lot of it a lot of it has to do with what those people did the older generations have created this fucking world that's shitty and 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 my 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 also you know on a more of a silly not not silly but not as serious is the old you know back then whenever people Uh, say back then to me to me it's always things they could still do you know it's like when someone goes back then we didn't you you drank out of the hose you can still drink out of the hose you're acting (laughs) like there's hose rules and the other day i was watching a show and a woman was saying about penmanship now don't get me wrong i'm not just trying to argue to argue i get it there's something about a handwritten leather and on the right with the right amount of frustration put towards it i could go oh yeah you know people shouldn't get out of good penmanship and that's but you know what so she was saying back then and i wrote him a letter in the military every day and he got it And there's something about opening up and a letter and i get it it's very true but there's a huge but at the end of these sentences if they get too carried away with it you know if the technology changes it's like in the old days you used to know how to uh take care of your own horse and and also, th- how about this? About as far as are you? You're not going to defy that uh, being able to Skype someone in the military. Uh, again, it's amazing. Again, I only said all that stuff about the penmanship because I want you to know it's not coming from a shallow place. I get it, but at the end of all of it, I'm sure someone in the military would give up a handwritten letter to be handwritten letter. As as cool as that sounds, to see their fucking daughter in real time on her birthday. You know, so think, technology is has done. You know, it's yeah. like, to me, it always just comes back to there just needs to be a balance. If we're so obsessed with technology, and like I catch myself being buried in my iPhone, I put it down. Like I need to interact with people. It's this we're the, the technology has put us in this weird place of. We're less connected than ever and more connected than ever. Yeah. It's very weird. Like you see two people at a restaurant and they're both texting. They're right. not interacting with each other. And yet I can pick up my phone and I can talk to 
fans in, uh, in other parts of the world. Right. You know, and, and, and getting to the military thing, this is a great example. My mom was showing me letters that my grandfather wrote when he was in Europe during World War One. These these typed letters that that like you say you open it up we still hold we can still hold them and he's talking about World War One and he's saying stuff like we've got Fritz on the run he's talking about the Germans and everything and this is a letter he wrote it took maybe weeks sometimes months to get to my great grandmother's house in the middle of Illinois right. And now I've been on bases where I see soldiers talking, video conferencing with their kids. You know, it's pretty nice to be able to do, isn't it? Amazing! They get to talk home with their family. They can call every day. Mm -hmm. They can look at their kids on birthdays. I was at this USO center at the at the base in in Basra when I was in Iraq in January. They had a room, the USO center, which by the way is a non for profit organization, and they they don't get money from the Fed, so they need your money. USO.org. Little plug. They had a room set up with with. A video conferencing room that was just for like soldiers to go in there and talk with their kids, specifically like birthdays and to be to connect with them, which is like um, that's an amazing piece of technology. And and, and again, our point isn't to go the other extreme. I think both of you, the way you said it and the way I said it, we get it. There's something about opening that letter. But don't go off on it too much of a – because at one point I'm with you. And then when you start going, ah, but that's the – that's not a problem. Things advance. Things Things change. change. And you know what? To me, I said this on on another uh, another podcast a few weeks ago when we were talking about this. Yeah, you can't, uh, you know, the knife, you can't go, we should have never invented the knife. It stabs people. It, you know, well, you know, okay, bad has come out of the knife, but also a lot of good has come out of the knife, right? Would that be a fair? Of course, yeah, of right. course. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it just comes down to us like putting it, like putting in balance, like, you know, people don't read anymore. Well, then the iPad and the Kindle come out and now pe- reading is, is back again. Yeah. Because it's you know the technology has made it more viable. Okay. I always said, I wonder if people like really would talk about what like you know when people go our problem today is like it never is what the problem is yeah. like reality TV. Okay, I'll, you want to talk about it for what I'm blaming it for? Yeah, reality TV on a bad day can get me go. God, does it suck? But is it our problem? No, it's not our fucking problem. If you wrote down 15 of our problems, I call it Elvis's crotch theory. In hindsight. People could have been marching for better things than thinking Elvis was the demise of the world. I feel that way about reality shows. Do they suck? I want to over-preface it to let you know that I'm not thinking. Some of them, you don't have to watch them. And when you do, they can be like, they suck the living soul out of you. But I don't think there are problems. Because I, I think it's too hard for people to say, how many people that have said, I'll tell you our problem with these reality shows, when the truth is, the problem is that person. No, your, your being is the problem. The problem is... Does that make any sense? Yes, it does. The core of the problem, in my opinion, is, is basically fear. And fear manifests itself in greed. Greed is a form of fear. Oh, I'm not going to have enough, so I got to fuck you over to get your money, and I need to mail. You know, like these corporations that everyone's uh, occupying various streets at, is because everyone's rage at the greed. You know, and the powers that be using this this, this broken two party system to manipulate everyone. You know what I mean? It's like it, the greed is a form of fear. Apathy, which is a huge problem in this country, is another form of fear. Like, I have a fear of getting involved. I have a fear of doing something. Oh, what, it won't make a difference if I vote. It won't make a difference if I volunteer for some organization. What difference is it going to make? Ah, why should I recycle? Whatever. That's fear. Fear is what is 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 the is the foundation. Bobby, of give him a chance. <laughs> no, what difference does it make? <laughs> what would this was what make? No, I was uh, being the apathetic. Being oh, apathetic. Yeah. <laughs> After all that. After all that. Who gives a shit? Let me have the last word. No, I do, fuck yourself. Yeah, I do. I give myself the last word. Um, <laughs> you know, usually the host should give it to somebody else. No, no, I don't. I What I thought was, um, 
Yeah, I love I love talking about this stuff. So why don't we? Because we're we're you know we're we're at an hour and forty five. Why don't we take a quick break? We'll wrap it up a little silly, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll just we'll come back and we'll yeah. Or we don't I don't know. We want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Great. We'll take a quick break. We take breaks. And you love I got so into these breaks I forget. Todd, you don't have to take breaks, but it gives me a chance to think. Uh, here's what I'm saying. Well, that I wanted to say about all that that you just said is that. Um, I don't know. We'll talk about it next week. I had a thought and I can't think of it. Well, maybe when we come back, we'll wrap up that thought and then. Nah. No, because then it'll get, it'll get all. But it was fun. I love talking. Like I said, I love uh, taking the silly roller coaster all the way down to something like this. Wherever we go, we go. Oh, Bobby, you never sang the song. Can you put that up on there again? Yeah. Can you do it? Bobby will do it. Uh, Bobby can do his version okay, of yeah, it. Yeah. All right. Can we set it? Are right, you okay, ready? Right, but right. Bobby, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. Now I feel like you did. You did your. Can you really try? I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I think oh, after so what he did, I you think promise I owe it sh- to you. And I'll, swear to I'll God, what I swear have. to yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, everything can't be joking. I mean, I guess it could be. I just want to hear. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know why. A- I feel like after that long conversation, it's going to be tough. But I'm going to give it okay. everything. Give I him have. a lot like, of this reverb. This is a good audition, and I need a callback right okay. now. Hold on. Can you test your reverb out? I want to really. Just I'm going to sure. talk about reverb till someone stalks me at my house and takes a reverb machine and kills yeah. me with it. Okay. Go ahead. Let me hear it. Test my reverb. There oh, it is. Oh, good. good reverb, Katie. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> reverb is sexy. Oh, yeah. it oppressed those buttons, Katie. <laughs> Wow. Hey, yeah. please. Hey, come on. That's disrespectful. Yeah. Oh, take your reverb off. All right. I'm going to take right. a sip of I'm going to titty fuck your reverb. What? Why would you? That doesn't make sense. Graham, that's uncalled for. Keep doing it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm telling you with my hand <laughs> oh, to keep doing yeah. it. All right. You ready, Bobby? Yeah. Let me get some water real quick. Oh, geez. He's really taking this seriously. <clears throat> okay, let's do this. <clears throat> I'm excited because I, I actually know Bobby has some talent. So I'm All right, right, let's I'm do very this. excited to hear this. <clears throat> So oh, start it over, start it over. It's God okay. Damn it. Get your fucking shit together. Get your fucking shit together. Do you think I'm too easy on him? <laughs> it's okay. Oh, see what happened? She's Nobody all fucks up. Fucking coked up on reverb. Yeah. She doesn't know what the fuck she's doing anymore. <laughs> Katie's coked up on reverb. reverb. <laughs> oh, shoot. All right, you ready? Okay, here we go, Bobby. Hong Kong, when I was a little girl, Hong Kong, Hong Red Dog, Hong Kong, only doll I ever, Hong Kong chopstick, uh, oh, Harry Carey, Hong Kong, uh, Harry Carey, the suicide, not to the baseball announcer for Cub, Hong Kong, oh, Sushi Bar, Hong Kong, Great Wall in China, Kong Chong, Hong Kong. King Kong Pong, stronger in every Kong Pong Hong Kong. Oh, Godzilla, it gets deeper, every Godzilla. Oh, let me say, King Pong Kong Pong. Oh, and it gets higher, oh, like a Chinese wall. Oh, Pong, day by day, every day dim sum. No, <laughs> do I, Hong Chong, Kong Kong Pong. Do I, Chang Chow, Chung Chung Chow. Bobby, are you trying? Bobby, I feel like you're not trying. Did it sound good? I can... you, that's you trying. That, yeah, that did was it sound tr- okay? All right, try I mean, a little I do more. It again? I thought you were being sarcastic. I'm sorry. Okay, if that's how they sing. I don't want to... If, if it's a cultural thing, maybe I just don't understand. No, thank did you. you. Not, did you not get it? Okay. Right. Chong, kong, kong, puppy, puppy, kong, kong, chong. Chong, pong, kong around. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop it, stop it, stop it. 
Is this a call? Bobby, I don't want to uh, look. We have lines we cross. People know I'm Jewish. I can make. We have never established that. Like, let me give you, let me let me really take some time here. It's like when comedians make that joke about oh, Chinese people have a lot of camera equipment. I remember once telling a comedian, I go, "Did you really think that? If you don't, I'll leave you alone." He goes, "Yeah." I go, "Yeah." Like, but when we go there, we have camera equipment. They're visiting our country. You dumb fuck. As a tourist. Yeah, they, they we have cameras when we go there. They're tourists. That's why. That, there's no truth to what you're saying. I don't want to start going down that slope. Is this really you? karaoke from Okinawa. And this is the way they do it? All right, I feel bad. Do it again. Do it again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If it's a cultural thing, I'm okay with it. Me too. I've traveled around the world. I like learning different cultures. Thank you. Let's do it again. Okay. I won't interrupt you. I'm sorry. Bobby, you have a wonderful voice. Hong Kong, 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 Kong. The only ragdoll of Kong, 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 Kong. I love that rag tall pong chum pong. And now my fortune cookie has grown. And it gets crunk pong. And chunk pong 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 pong. Do I rub you? Chum chum Well, everybody, you can keep this song playing. Uh, bring it down a little, but not all the way. Bobby, I feel like me and Graham don't let you get a word in edgewise. Is there anything you'd like to t- bring that music down over so soft? Is there anything you'd like to talk about, a date or a plug? Do you have anything you want to? I don't know. I just have random colleges. And you're doing, some, you're doing a lot of dates with Spade next year? Uh, well, I have Phoenix at Thanksgiving weekend, if anybody's in Phoenix. That'll uh, be fun. Nice. Friday, Saturday, stand-up live. Yeah, that's going to be a fun week. That's a great club. I'm doing it November 13th with Doug Benson. You are? Yeah, yeah. Have you been there before you? No, I heard it's great. It's amazing. It's amazing. They just need a, ca- a little uh, curtain in the back because it's about he'll ha- he'll sell it out, so they don't need that. But, you know, 650 people. Bobby should have – Bobby's a great joke writer. I always uh, say that uh, I, 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 if you're listening, hire him. <laughs> Bobby's a funny man. No, seriously, no bullshit. I, we, we both work with Bobby. You're very funny. And I still laugh at your backpack joke. No, you know what? You know what? Uh, That's got to be a sweet backpack. Hey, hey. I love that joke. <laughs> Bobby, would you go perform that joke at our curtain over there? <laughs> um, no, no, Bobby. I, I, you can fade that out. We'll talk about this real quick, and then we'll go. Because I do feel like Bobby drove all the way down here, me and you. But it's, it's I'm all right. sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. I just, um, it, it, I love working with him on the road because number one, he's he's he, he headlines his own date, so you feel like you have a headliner that it's work opening for you, and it's great. And um, it's I, it's cathartic for me to watch. You know, we talk about the guys that go, "How you doing? Where's my birthday, people?" All that. And I watch him after that be, annou- be quiet announcements made at a club. A real, I make a very firm, but very, we're glad you're here tonight. But I don't, I don't mind sounding a little bit like we are glad you're here. We respect you as a customer, but we have a zero fucking tolerance. I don't say fucking, but I just say that an announcement is not being made out of uh, unapp- not appreciating you. It, matter of fact, it's the opposite. And other than that, I always end off real cool. Other than that, we're glad you're here. We wouldn't have went through all that. Be very generous through the laughter. We're going to have an awesome night. I know a lot of you don't get out of the house for another year. You have babysitters. It's the only reason we rip through that because we want tonight to be special and it will be. Showtime is in a minute. And after you do all that, if you have some, by the way, not a brand new comedian that's been doing it a year, I get it. I made every mistake in the book, but a 15-year veteran going out there, where's my birth? I just fucking said all that. 
And you're asking where the birthdays are at a comedy club that asks you not to? Forget about it. Or, you know, hey, how many people like to party? I just set the stage for you. So when I watch Bobby go out there and just do joke, 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 and you know what? You think you go, you think I'd say, oh, and by the way, when he tells that first joke, they're all with him. They're not always. But guess what? Nothing gets them to where they have to be by joke, joke, joke. And after like two minutes, you watch an audience go, look at that. Yeah. He is just molding them into this wonderful audience. Yeah. And it's fun to watch. And that's why, because, uh, you know, it, it, it's... Uh, why do you think some guys go out there and say, who's doing shots tonight? I, I know why. Is it because they don't trust I know their why. act? I know why. And that's not why I'm making fun of people that have been doing comedy for two or three years or whatever, or four or five. I know why. You're nervous. You get... I'm only giving the veteran shit, the guys that have been doing it 15 years, or you know what I mean, yeah. 10 or whatever, whatever year you should... They get nervous. I asked a comedian once. I can't believe he was honest. At least that gave me... I, w- I appreciated that he answered me honestly because it let me know what they think. He goes, I do that because I feel like when I'm losing them that I go, hey, how many people are having a birthday before I do my birthday joke? It gets them back. It, it doesn't. It, get- yeah. it doesn't get them back. It's getting that. I mean, it's getting that like, woo. I mean, I, I understand the concept of it's the show starts as a room full of individuals and you got to get them together as one group. And so getting them to cheer for something you know, like an MC. I used to do this when I would MC. I would, I would just get them to clap again. Hey guys, great show! Your headliner Todd Glass is here. Give him a round of applause. Everybody claps. Middle act Bobby Miyamoto. Give him a round of applause. We got a great show, and then go into your act with yeah. the birthday. Well, there's obviously, I think, I'm and some clubs you- ask you, you know, tell you right. to, to, all right. Plug the birthdays and the dumb parties and that shit like that. Like, Even if they have to plug them, you know what I do? And by the way, I'm, I'm covering every aspect of it for anybody listening that goes, what you said, there's always an in-between or I have acts that work with me. And for whatever it is, it comforts them. Even after an announcement was made and they all applaud, it comforts them. They go, hey, how's everyone's spirits? Then everyone applauds. And then they fire into their jokes. I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah. But um, the uh, when you're at a club that literally says in Philadelphia at Helium, they go, do not, they tell the host, don't mention birthdays. But even if you're at a club that you have to, just don't do it up front. Let them mold into a good crowd. And by the way, also, this comes from a guy, me, that some nights I'm in the mood to talk to a crowd. I love talking. But it's not up front where they still need to be molded or if they're a good crowd or a bad crowd. So but so it's not like I don't think you can ever talk to the crowd. Sometimes it's it's, it's a very fun thing to do for me. So anyway, all right. So uh, Bobby uh, there in, in Tempe and Graham. Oh, my God. It was fun. Some people would have said we should have rode right out on the do. I love you. But you know what? Maybe we could still get, get right out on that. Are we Maybe. taking a break and coming back? Or no, we're, we're, done? we're done. We're done. Yeah, we're done. Well, all right. Well, then like, can I just plug real quick? You can plug whatever you yeah, want to plug. Hold on. Let me tell them. Right. Okay. Get the version ready with the words on it. And then we'll go out on that. Uh, listen to the words. Really feel the words. Eat a grilled cheese sandwich and listen to this song. <laughs> Oh, I was just going to say, go to GrahamElwood.com. You can get uh, go listen to Comedy Film Nerds. We've had uh, Todd on the show, and now we're going to have little Bobby on the show. All right. Uh, it's not going to be for a while. But Bobby, <laughs> <laughs> we're kind of full up through the most of 2012. But you're going to get on, Bob. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I like you've called him five different names Rob, tonight, but they were, all, they were all right. Robert, Bobby. Little, that's a Chicago thing. You, I love it. You call a guy eight different names. I want a nickname. Okay, Todd. Oh, try. Come on. Oh, yeah, me. Here he is. Todd. No, no. Do like one of the things. Okay. okay yeah. um, Todd Glass. Uh, all right. What else you it got? might be that your name's dumb. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. How dare you? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I was just going to say, go to GrahamElwood.com. You can get my uh, feature f- uh, documentary that I directed, Afghanistan, about the first time I went over there. The podcast, Comedy Film Nerds, Twitter, Facebook, my tour dates, everything is all available at GrahamElwood.com. Any dates with Doug coming up? Yes, uh, November 12th um, it in the Orpheum Theater in Flagstaff, Arizona, and the 13th at the... The place in Phoenix. Stand Up Live. Stand Up Live in Phoenix on the 13th and uh, November 23rd um, in San Diego. That's a Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Hey, are you, uh, I would imagine the answer is yes or I wouldn't answer this. Are you two, like when you go out enjoying life? It's a lot of fun. You know, I mean, it's, 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 we're both, we've been friends for a long time. We both like to travel the same way. You know what I mean? We, and He's stopped doing like full weeks at clubs, so we're just doing off nights, and it's it's so great because his podcast, Doug Loves Movies, has gotten so popular, and to a certain, I mean, Comedy Filmers is doing well, but his podcast is so popular that we just did a weekend of shows in San Francisco and Seattle and Sacramento and Vancouver, and the majority of the crowd is is podcast listeners. I mean, there's some stoners, obviously, because he's the stoner guy, but the crowds are so great. We do 4.20 in the afternoon shows or shows on like a Monday night or a Tuesday night. So there's no birthday parties. There's no bachelorette parties. There's no married couples staring at you like, who are these guys? Some guy in in Dockers or whatever going, what's with all the pot jokes? And who's this Graham guy running around yelling and doing karate (laughs) or whatever? Like nobody's (laughs) saying that. They're just, they, most of them already know who we are. You know, a lot of them already know I'm, I'm the opener and it's just two, it's a two man show. Doug comes out. He does like a couple minutes, just says, Hey guys. Oh, he does. Yes. See, I like hearing that. Cause you know what? I do that sometimes I've done it for Bobby because I just feel like, you know, if I, here's why I did it, but I'm glad to hear that you do it. Cause I stopped it and I'm going to start it again. I stopped it because someone said, I go out because if I do three minutes up front, it does the world of good for Bobby. Sure. I've warmed them up. Someone said, yeah, but then when you walk out. They've seen you already, and I and I went. Oh, is there truth to that? There's, it doesn't matter, not does really, it? Not really. if, if 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 the fans are there to see you, I don't think they give a shit. And Doug doesn't like do jokes. He just comes out and says, "Hey." He asks how many people are here for the podcast, and usually it's a bit. You know, if a lot of people cheer and they bring name tags. He goes, "All right, we're going to play Leonard Malton at the end of the game, uh, at the end of the show." Because we used to just get a local MC or somebody we knew. Um, and that was always hit and miss. If it was someone we knew, it was great. If it was some guy that they got, I'd have to go up after 10 minutes of, of what we just talked right, about. Right, right, right. So t- uh, Doug goes up there and does that and people are excited and, and, you know, he makes some joke about, I'm not so stoned that I don't know that I'm the headliner. I, you know, I brought a friend <laughs> with me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then he introduces me and then I come out and they're like, oh shit. And so many people are like, oh fuck, Graham's on the show too. Like they're there to see Doug, but they know me from his podcast. And then there's other people that follow me that are there because I'm on the show too. It's everyone there is so fired up to see us and it's great. Yeah, I know. It's awesome. When I go with, you know, whether it's, uh, I've I've never been on the road with Doug, but whether it's, you know, Louis C.K. or David Uh Cross or those guys that you, I would say, I almost want to say a hundred percent of the time. The crowds are very receptive, and it makes you feel good. It makes you feel welcome. They go, look, there's going to be an opening act. So, hey, it's someone we like. And, and because comedy is enjoying this sort of renaissance now because of the technology and, and podcasting is really driving this, podcasting is creating these super knowledgeable, loyal fans that buy their tickets in advance. They sit up front. They're wearing the shirt from the show or whatever. They have a Nerdist shirt or they're just, they're just, they listen to all of the shows and they're so on board. It's, it's, it's amazing because 
then like when I'll go headline myself, I'll do a club and I'm, I'm drawing. Okay. I'm not selling places out, but I'm, you know, I get, I'll get, uh, you know, 25, 30 to 25, 40 people that are there to see me. And then another hundred who are just, are there for comedy. And I see the difference. I mean, I still have good shows, but I got to win people over to a certain extent. And I got people that, you know, couples who we don't see comedy and we yeah. don't. And then, and then the, you see the podcast fans, they're, they're typically younger sometimes in their twenties and thirties, but they have everyone's comedy CD because the art form of comedy they are on board with. They, they, they like the jokes. They like, they reference. No, you said it. That, that's so well said that it really does. It's like the late eighties again. Yeah, I mean, honestly, even with, better, it's better than the late eighties because it's, the technology is like people can search you out. I mean, literally we all have fans now from all over the world listening to this and they can download your CD on iTunes. And they're smart and they tend they're to be smart. I know that's self-serving saying they're smart because I'm saying they're smart because they've, they. No, but have, to find that. Less than five percent of the population even knows what a podcast is. So if you're on, if you're listening to a podcast right now, you you have the intelligence to search this shit out. You're technical. You're technically savvy, probably. You know what I mean? You're listening. You're downloading this on your iPhone or your Droid or whatever like that, and you're searching people out, and you're going to comedy clubs to find specific acts. Like the the comedy clubs that are doing well in this recession are the ones that are booking acts that. Uh, you know, have a draw, obviously, but that people are relevant wanting to see, not just like Johnny Joke Machine, you know, banjo guy or whatever, because that's what the crowd is going to spend money on in this recession is I'm not going to spend money on any, some just a comic. I'm going to spend a co- on you because I know your act or I've listened to you on a dozen podcasts and now I want to, s- and they can't get enough. That's the beauty of it. They're just like, yeah, it's good. And you meet, and like I've said a million great, times, you meet, the fans are awesome. you meet people that you love talking to. I love you know, to- that's the advantage of trying to do something good is that like, I don't mention names, but we all know comedians that are smarter and have a better sense of humor than the act they chose to do. So therefore they're cursed with this dumb audience and they're smarter than that audience. We won't mention names. Right. But when I would, t- when I once, the first time I really realized that, that waiting it out and doing something good and having an audience that comes in to see you that is a smart audience was when I saw Mitch Hedberg. Mm-hmm. And I'd known Mitch for years, but I really never saw him like at a club on the road. And I was in uh, Nashville. I think I was in Nashville and he did a Sunday night. I did up to Saturday. He did the Sunday night. And I looked around that crowd. I went, He's just a 350 for smart people. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, that's nice to, that, you know, the, the people that come up to you after the show, not that you have time to talk to everybody, but the ones that you do, you're like, that was a genuine, I liked, enjoyed them. It's, it's, it's the, the, the you don't have people with the, like, I want it free. Give me a yeah. Like you notice the difference, you know, we're all done. Okay. We're talking, I'm talking too much. You know, Graham safe zone. You're never talking too much. We took a journey. It, it's silly, and then it ended, and then we talked about whatever we wanted, and that's exactly what we're supposed to do. It's okay. Don't we, bad we ended don't, mellow. Don't, don't talk down to me. I'm not talking down to you. Don't Come fucking on, fucking use that tone with me. We had a great show, and now you're gonna fucking ruin it. What the fuck kind of an asshole is that? Oh, come on, Graham. That's oh. the way we're gonna wrap up the show. I'll fucking wrap up the goddamn show. Whatever the fuck I want to wrap up the show. Oh, come on. Oh. You been- when I was a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a puppy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
go back, go back, go back, go back. Let's do that again, but we're going to play the instrumental version so Graham can go out. I'll, I'll hear it all again. You could go, well, people listen to your podcast. They could rewind and listen to when he did it. Maybe they don't rewind. What? Maybe they don't want to. <laughs> they're so, getting this podcast on a reel-to-reel. Yeah. Getting, okay, so let's, we'll get into it, then the song will come on, and Graham, you're going to take us out. What, is there something else we could do? I hate to make you like my little puppet. There's got to be some other voice you could do that song oh, in. God. How about a deaf girl? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I swear to God, I'm kidding. I swear to God. I come on. I swear to God. After that whole conversation about smart people, that's like. <laughs> okay. No, I'm totally kidding. Not a deaf guy. That's funny. Right? That's funny. Yeah. How about a refugee? How about a ref- How about a- someone in an internment camp? How about something funny? Is like that, that bad? <laughs> So anyway, um, so everybody, uh, uh, thank you, Graham, Bobby. Thank you. And, uh, and Katie, thank you. And thank you, um, hold on, hold on. Give me a second. Our wall's being done next week. Um, we got what? Chris. Oh, Chris. I thought, I thought I thanked you up front. Chris, thank you. Yeah, thank Chris. Thank you. And Andrew, Andrew, we miss you and you're, and you're coming back and we can't wait to have you here. But I'm doing a short film for Andrew. The old, he's oh, we'll great. put it on the beginning of it. So because right now I, I don't know, um, but I will just, put it on the beginning of it. Okay. So uh, anyway, put, I, I don't have another voice. We just put. I just no. I think you should just wrap it. up. Will you do it? The the uh, uh, will you do uh, the uh, Bobby? Will you try it one? Come come. I don't want to end off. I don't want to get mad at you. Do Why, it again. Was but there something just, wrong with the way I did it? No, no it, I mean, no. I'm I, not, look, we're not dumb. Yes, come on. Let's don't don't. You're doing it very, very, very. I can't have an adjective that explains you are. You're you're mocking it. I get what you're it seems doing. Like you're doing sort of a deliberately like ethnic voice. Yeah, Bing Chow Cho. Come on, that's I like that. I can't believe we have to sit here and talk about it. I don't. Think it's like you know, there's people listening going, no, you know what? Fucking no, I was Bobby's trying to authenticate Bobby. You, for, for, to end the show off, we talked about so many smart things, and I feel like we're on the right side of the issue. I feel like we are. We're not a dumb show. I don't want to be a dumb show. Wouldn't you be better off just admitting that you went for the joke and try to end the show off really trying to sing it? I'm not- insulted. I'm insulted. Try it one more time. All right. Admit that you... Okay. All right. All right. Maybe I, maybe I, you got nervous. Maybe I took it a little too far because I wanted to do well. Because you wanted to get Let a me laugh. relax. Let me relax. Take and- a deep breath, seriously. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a, it's, it's Let fun. it out. Let it out. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Give, we'll, give me we'll, one more try. Right. I'll do. I think the crowd thinks we're going to do you again. Doing the thing. We're not. So just get no, out of that. No. Let's have. No. 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 I want people I'll to treat know this we're not. With some respect that it deserves. If you're if you're not going to do it, I'd rather you not do it. No. Let's do this. Okay. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. You're great, and uh, we'll take you out of here with a little Bobby Miyamoto. At, uh, doing uh, River Deep, Mountain High. Here he is. Bobby Miyamoto taking us out this week. Enjoy the view. Enjoy life. Enjoy each other. When I was a little girl, Holmes, I had a ragdoll. You know what I mean, Essie? It was a ragdoll from the barrio, Holmes. Now I love you just like I love that ragdoll. You know what I mean? We would cruise in our Chevrolets. My brother had a Bonneville. We would drive it on East L.A., I say. And it gets stronger. Stop, stop. Stop, stop. I'm sorry. I know we're we're already going over. What was wrong with that? I feel like you're doing a Latino now. No. Okay, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just overcompensating. I'm looking. Maybe I'm just... Just, let's Maybe wrap I'm the show overcompensating. Up. Let's wrap the show up with the uh, what you just did. That's fine. Whatever that was, that was good. So I'm sorry. I thought it sounded like... <laughs>
And it gets deeper, Holmes. Let me say, I'm going to cut you, S.A. I'm going to cut you because you lied to me, Holmes. This is for my fallen homie, this teardrop. Do I love you? Of course I do, Holmes. My oh my, I love you. River deep, mountain high, in the barrio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I lost you, would I cry? A teardrop for my fallen homie? Oh, I love you, baby. That's right, baby. Oh, my God. Now leaving Nerdist.com.